You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the raven too comes from the green dragon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast. There it is, Jeremy. I said it again for you. You did, but I'm thinking that because this is, what, the third age of the Green Dragon Podcast, we're going to have to call it something else, aren't we? Oh, no. Do I have to change my intro? Green Dragon in the Undying Lands or something like that. I like that, actually. Shadow in the north, east, western sort of region. We could just be the Prancing Pony, couldn't we? We could. No, no, no. The Golden Perch. an option. It's an option. I feel like that's a check down from Green Dragon, though. Going from a dragon to a pony. Or we could take the amazing name Bill's we have. Bill's not that quite good. You look at Smaug and Bill, and, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a power Bill, difference there. Bill has some real character, though. You're right. No, Bill would absolutely destroy Smaug. You're absolutely correct, Kyle. We could anyway, crunch the numbers I on that. I just want to let everyone know that today I have with me Kylie. Hello, hello. David. Greetings. And Jeremy. Hello. And we are going to be discussing the brand new rule book. The brand new rules, all the new stuff right here on the Green Dragon. But first, Jeremy wants to discuss his favourite thing about the new rule book. Now, I, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to disappoint the listeners because when I first opened the rule book, I got the, the best feeling ever. So I opened up the box. It came, came late because I feel like the distributor forgot to send it, but that's okay. It, it, that happens. I opened up the box and that new box smell... That you can just tell it's like like the chemicals that they use for the glue and all this okay. sort of the factory manufactured stuff. It's probably toxic, but that's okay. Um, so that new box smell, like I had that, and I just had this emotion of yes, new box smell. But I went to do this review, and I smell my book, and it just smells like my house. What? <laughs> no. How long has it been here? For a week now. That's no. That's not nearly enough time for new book smell to wear. It's off. gone. It's gone. That's so, terrible. So you know what? The shine has totally worn off this book for me. The new book smell is gone. I have to wait till the next edition to get that new book smell again. No, the, the problem here, you're working with the old operating safety standards. So the reason they add all those extra toxic chemicals is to stop people stealing your book in transit. But quite clearly, those chemicals have to wear <laughs> off rapidly once you actually open it. Otherwise, it would poison you and that would defeat the Don't they the point. seal the books though? Yeah, but that's the point. You so if somebody, smelling, breaks, if somebody breaks the seal during transit, the toxic chemicals get them. Stops people stealing your mail. Very then important. why does mine still have the toxic chemical smell? That is another problem entirely. I'm going to talk to you off air, Kylie. I'm actually going to... I'm, I'm very interested in why you still got the smell. I'm a bit jealous. You know, I had a problem with my other book, actually. Not this particular book we're going to be talking about today, but I'll just bring this up quickly while we're talking about toxic chemicals and new book smells. Uh, in my Army's book, in my Lord of the Rings... What was it? The Armies of the Lord of the Rings, a Middle-Earth strategy Are you giving away book. our next episode? Yeah, no, right now I'm talking about it. My uh, my book unfortunately you heard it here came, first. My book unfortunately came with a misprint. There were several pages that had the wrong page on them, and at first I thought I had accidentally inhaled all of these toxic chemicals that we were discussing. But no, it turns out it was actually a misprint, and I sent it back. No one else has had this problem. I believe I am cursed. I have the Articon curse. So you got That's the lucky happened. one only limited oh, yeah. edition, oh. and you sent it back. Yeah, you know, yes. I've made a terrible mistake. I'm not, it could be worth millions. That, that, millions. that book is going to be worth money in oh, like yeah. 20 years' time. Oh, no. Andreas uh, already has sent me a message asking for that book and is willing to pay, <laughs> willing to give up his whole Spilfening in the Fellowship studio. <laughs> How many shades is he willing to trade for it? He's actually willing to trade the name back. That's what he's in. He's the name? Oh, no. <laughs> well, uh, what, what can that, you do? My that collect that mean that we can then start declaring their non-profit on top of our non-profit? Yes. Yes, it does. Doubling the non-profit. So, yeah, I, unfortunately, I, I gave... Well, unfortunately? What am I talking about? I gave that back and I got a rule book that actually has all the rules in it. So, that's great. But 
that is not the book that we're talking no, about today. No, no, not at all. We are talking about the what? What is the full title? It is the Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game Rules Manual. Hobbit. The Hobbit. No, sorry, the Hobbit stra- Motion Picture Trilogy. And, and the, the Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. You forgot not the big swirl of Elvish in the middle as well. Now, that's part that. of the title. And Gandalf's in there. I, you, you have and the Gondorians. You're right. Yeah. I, I, look, I just have to correct you there, Matt. It's actually Middle Earth TM, Strategy Battle Game, Rules Manual, The Hobbit. Is that a little R or TM? It's very small. They've been subtle with it. Motion Picture Trilogy and The Lord of the Rings TM. De- yeah, all those TMs are indeed there. You're right. At <laughs> they first got glance, you might miss them, but they're, they're very important and they are there. Oh, so I, That's the world we live in. It's all about the TMs. <laughs> At least they've got their italics in order. <laughs> yes, they oh, do. Don't get us started. Oh no! All right. So I think we're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna skip a couple of pages. We're gonna go straight to page nine, I think. So we're skipping the map. We're we skipping are, we, all the you know. Look, there's all this great stuff in here, but we we know you all want to hear about the changes. What's Anatomy actually to happened. a profile. Yes. So the first thing that we're gonna notice is that profiles my <laughs> profiles have gone through some changes. Everybody, we now have. Keywords, we have heroic tiers, and we have the active or passive nature of special rules. Mm. Mm. Oh, I like all that. That's really good. I think that's all we need to say about that, don't we? we don't have that's to say pretty much keywords. it, but I, I do just want to point out that Kylie, Kylie has been pushing for keywords for years. Isn't that right, Kylie? Whoa, 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 whoa. Years? Come on, what, what do you take me for? That has to be at least decades. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. That seems more accurate. Well, but yeah, you've been talking about it for a long time. Well, in fairness, we've sort of had keywords and sort of haven't for quite a while. So they've said it affects all giant spiders, but then you've got to sort of flip through and go, is this a giant spider or a really large spider? Yeah, in a lot of ways, it just added to the confusion. So now everything in bold is a keyword and it's very clear what things affect what. So that's really cool. I, I think that's a great change. Yep, I agree. I agree. I like that change. I like words. I like keywords. <laughs> so the, the combination together, fantastic. Now, we might get onto heroic tiers when we actually get to heroes. I now, think initially, I thought someone was talking about this, and I was actually thinking about the tiers of the heroes and like them crying. Like, you know those really emotive parts? You've got the swelling music in the background. You've got like the death of Boromir. You can just see the tear going down the hobbit's eye. And that, So I was really excited about the emotional content that was added to the rule books, but I was very disappointed. It's just the other tier. It is level. pretty simple. It's just really, saying that it? some heroes are better than others, which we already knew. Yeah. T-I-E-R? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. directly mm-hmm. proportional to the size of the tears the hero shed. That's a modelling choice. No, it's not. Um, it's not. Because we're... sometimes the smallest hero sheds the biggest tears. Well, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, you know. <laughs> Are you really sending me that mad? <laughs> I was going to get into Theoden or something, that one particular scene, and we will disclose which heroic tear he is later down the track. Yes, but we uh, on to the next relevant page which will be page 15. And there is an interesting little rule in there, which is something that many players would have looked at in the past and simply known what to do. But it's sort of something that is passed down through word of mouth. And that is about cocked dice. And that is how you determine whether a dice that has landed partly on a terrain feature or maybe on a model's base, something like that, whether you would count that dice face as being the actual roll or whether you'd potentially roll it again if there has clearly been some kind of interruption in the role. Mm. So what it says here in the rulebook is cock dice. Because of the exciting three-dimensional nature of our battlefields other than Articon, sometimes the dice won't land completely flat. Or worse yet, it'll roll off the table completely. This, I have a real issue with this statement here. I've got a problem with this statement. David has given us a fantastic summary of what happens when a die actually goes off the table. 
and that's in the past. It's basically powering up the dice. And they say that's the worst thing, which is entirely untrue. This is the mathematical breakdown. If your dice rolls off the table, you get to roll it again. That is a re-roll. If it goes off the table, you can re-roll it still again. This is the only situation in which you can re-roll a re-roll. The reason why you're not normally allowed to do that is because it's incredibly powerful game mechanic. Therefore, anything that allows you to not only re-roll a re-roll, but re-roll the re-rolled re-roll is clearly a powerful manoeuvre. Mm, absolutely. I agree with David here. Totally broken rules. I, I can't believe that they've written this into the game. So that, that's incredible. Re-rolling re-rolls. Who would have thought? The other thing is it specifies completely flat, which to my mind <laughs> would be a really silly thing to force people to re-roll any dice that wasn't completely flat. Especially because it's a three-dimensional die. To make it two-dimensional like the Mount of Sauron, and, and otherwise work. you have to re-roll, you could like, be here forever. Are we comparing it with the baseboard on the table, with the Australian height datum, with the Greenwich, you know, whatever they use over there? We need, you know, more information on what represents completely I know flat. full well that I've got a spirit level ready. In the shape of Aragorn's sword, and every dice that goes there, I'm going to put it on top of it to check if it's completely steady, level. Steady, steady. Yep, 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 yep. So the next rule we'll be looking at, that will be the natural rolls. You must roll X without being modified, essentially. That's just on the very next page, page 16. Uh, I think this was already pretty clear, right? We, we kind of already knew this. I don't know if it was ever FAQ'd or something like that, but they've made it very clear now in the rules. I think before the addition of the Stormcallers, there was just nothing in-game that needed the role of a natural 10, as they've specified. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But now, you know, it's very clear with modifiers, you know, you have to... Actually, you know what? There, there is an example. There is an example of when this was an issue. It was when a, a Haradrim Raider with a... No, not Haradrim Raider. Serpent, serpent Rider. Serpent Rider. With poisoned a Poisoned Lance. Poisoned Lance rolled a 1, which was boosted to a 2 via the Lance... Would that get the poison rerolls? And the answer is, of course, yes. Of but course, yes. People would argue that it was, in fact, now a two and not a one. No, nope, that is not the case. Matt, it's a I have a name. One. I am that person. You are that person. I You're argue the... that. Yeah. Wow. Did you set up like multiple Facebook profiles to make that argument? Because um, there was more than one person saying that. No, no, I actually remember having that discussion in a game, and I, I ruled it against myself because I had the lances, and I just said no, no, because it's. It's plus one. Like there's, and someone was saying about natural rolls, and natural rolls hadn't actually been mentioned in anything except for one model's profile. I think. Yep, that's right. So the, as as David said, the Galadrim yeah. Stormcaller. So I like I was under the impression that a lance was literally just if you rolled a three, it was a four. But yeah, now it's a natural of three, and I guess an in-game roll of a four. The yep. argument yeah. is that say rerolls generally happen before might, so rerolls yes. would then happen before modifiers. But now we don't have to have that argument, so that's pretty good. In fact, yeah, I'm pretty sure time. I'm pretty sure when we get to like some of the combatty stuff in the rulebook, and you know, very technical terms I'm using here, it actually says that rerolls happen before modifiers. Problem solved. Mission like, accomplished. There's actually a nice little like flowchart of yeah. like. Is there a flowchart? Yeah. <gasps> I can't for the life Which of me. Which page? No, no, no. We'll I'm, find it later. I'm we'll actually trying to look for we'll it at the moment, it. and we will get back to it when it, you know, the appropriate time. We'll make comes. our own one. We'll glue it in. It'll be fine. <laughs> When, when we say we, David will make the flowchart. I just have one more quick question. Is a re-roll a modifier? If re-rolls happen before modifiers, surely they'd have to be different. No, they're not a modifier. happen before yourself. No. no, a modifier is the change of the result of an actual roll. Yeah, yeah. And, and a re-roll basically just cancels a result and replaces it. So not, not a modification, a replacement, I'm going to say. Yeah, makes sense to me. So on that same page, we have a couple of other things. Tails have been added to the list of things not counted as being seen for line of sight. 
So that is an interesting little change and something that Kylie actually came up against at Articon. Mm. I thought that was already the same. I don't know. I didn't realize that was a change. Uh, it was um in the way. Decal's tails count for in the ways and I don't think that's changed. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's simply a line of sight situation. Bit yeah. different. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Also have the actual rule for keywords is on this page and it explains how they're in bold and that sort of thing. So no problem. Mm, I really hope they keep the formatting right because this would be amazing if they do. Yes. A stray sure. italic somewhere. Oh, that's going to be a problem. Oh, no. That could throw everything into chaos. <laughs> Who knows what will happen? We'll have and to get a fourth edition or something. If we have like a different rule for italics or, or if something right. pops up in italic and has no rule for it, I won't know what to do. Or like different rules for different fonts. So if it's in like Times New Roman, <laughs> it's, it's like it means a different thing. Oh, bit. no. If comic you, Sans. If oh. you get down <laughs> Wing to ding, the last paragraph on that on page 16, where it says Mordor Orc, Orc is in italics. When it says Mordor and Orc... Orc is not an italic. Oh, no. You're absolutely right, too. <laughs> what is going on? Uh-oh. Okay. Um, we'll get an episode back on this, I think. It's a whole italics episode. It's going to be amazing. Maybe we should put that as like our Wait, first like, subscriber I'm, I'm going to scour the rule book, and it's going to be nothing but editing errors. I, I no, probably, it's not. Well, it's going to be yeah, some no, other no, no, stuff. No, for like an hour and a half. That's what I'll talk about. There's some pretty pictures. <laughs> yeah, there's some nice shots of the back of the elves' heads in this one. Mm. On to page 17. <laughs> Infantry is now stated by a keyword rather than just being assumed if it is not a cavalry or a monster. That that was something that was introduced in An Unexpected Journey. We, we had the differentiation between warriors, heroes, and monsters. Or no, it was infantry, cavalry, and monsters, wasn't it? I think monsters first came out, didn't they, in those blue books when they redid those? Or was it? And then they finally yeah. got rules for it in The Hobbit? Sounds like a War of the Ring thing to me, but it, maybe, way. maybe. <laughs> the, the keyword monster, or the idea of like, Well, ju- just keyword. the idea that there was a difference between infantry, cavalry, and monsters in, in the actual general rule set, which obviously there was a difference between them prior to that. But I think it was introduced in An Unexpected Journey, uh, the idea that these models interacted differently, like they had a different role in the game, if that makes sense. Whereas now it's embedded within the keywords. So that that makes it much easier to understand, I think. Actually, I believe it was before then. Yeah, was it? How much before then? Warbands. Yeah. But, what, but we didn't that what I rules. said? No. Warbands was... There was a period where Warbands was its own kind of thing before the Hobbit rules came out. This is okay. madness. All right. <laughs> um, we cannot any, track the anyway. editions. <laughs> we we saw we we know where we're, we're talking about. It's been introduced slowly throughout the game. Now we finally got something where it's quite clear. But we've also got the option to have a monster that's in infantry model as well. So it's kind of good that we can have both. Whereas in the past they had to be mutually exclusive. So you could say like you get this bonus for infantry or whatever, and it could affect big infantry as well. And it's basically you can give the key- keyword to all of them. So it makes it clear. Yeah, it's, just, it's just more clear cut. That, that's pretty much all it is. It's just a clarification. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we have to actually talk to our opponent about how they're doing instead of just arguing with them, which is really good. That's always nice. You don't want to waste time arguing during a game, do you? Unless you're using the, that for tempo advantage. Okay. Also on page 17, the directly away rule. Measurement through the centers of each base to move directly away. You know, I, I kind of feel like that was how it should always have been done. Like, it just makes sense. I have two questions. I don't, I don't think we need rocket science or brain surgery degrees to, you know, understand no, what, what directly, directly away, away means. means. Yeah, Until yeah. you fight the Golden King. Okay. Yeah, which, no. Which base? Fair point. Yeah. Which base? I disagree right. entirely with, with, well, with the two of you that made a statement. David made a joke. I disagree <laughs> with your joke as well, David. But this is one that I've had so many discussions with people, and a lot of people don't understand how circles work and just the way they move and that sort of stuff. So I think making it as clear as possible is really good. So I'm I'm actually a big fan of this no. one. I think it's made it clear for the first time. C9 geometry. And I, if I, you get an I know, elliptical I know. base... 
there's the center of mass, and then there's the two centers that you would use when drawing an ellipse, yes. which set slightly off the center of mass. So there's effectively three centers to an elliptical base. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. <laughs> also depends so, where it's put in the Earth and with the magnetic poles as well. Let, if you let's don't say, off. yeah, you know, it's all of that. But let's say you do have the Golden King on the two bases, which it does come with, of course. Where do you measure the center from that? Do you do you pick a point like the middle point between the two bases what would you do i think you do a measure of center and you find the the median of the two bases you could always do away from the one you're in combat with unless you're in combat with both and then you've got to move in two directions that also makes yeah. sense i don't think it comes up with the, the golden king though does it because probably I think not it's, no it's I, only certain things it's well the the issue is if you sorceress blast the golden king what happens where does it go oh does he, yeah. one base oh. stay where it is and the other one just do donuts around him yeah that would be hilarious I would try it, but I'm definitely putting my Golden King on an elliptical base. Okay. So I'm going to have three centers. I'm not doing that. That makes it a lot easier, yeah. Get rid of that stupid War of the Ring two bases with unstable Actually, stuff. yeah. Can we just get the Golden King on the uh, Bolgon Wag base? Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. Cool. Hang on. Let me check. I think there's one smaller, an over one smaller than that that would work yeah, better for it. Yeah, there is a perfect size one. Yes. Okay, cool. There's a Citadel base that works better for it. That's our house rule. Done. Golden King on a base. All right, we're skipping straight ahead to the move phase. See, people actually have to buy the rule book. They can't just get all the rules from us. That's kind of good. Yeah, I think it's... It, they well, can try, it, but... <laughs> it certainly saves us reading time, because uh, I'd like to point out that Tim Wright has written a wonderful summary of the changes to the rules for us, and that is what we are basing this entire podcast off. So if he's missed anything, please send an email no, to Timothy Wright no, at Facebook. No, blah, leave blah, him blah. alone. He's done heaps of work. Send it to Matt instead. Or both. Page, that way you have two birds. <laughs> page 23. There's been a paragraph added about models being able to move through obvious gaps even though their base doesn't fit through. So that's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I don't know how I feel about that one in particular. I, I like it. I like it. I, I think I've been in the situation where we've basically come to that house rule at times where you just said, I just said to the opponent, can I move through this area? Clearly, a, a, an infantry model could fit through it. It wasn't part of a combat or anything like that. Um, do I have to take a jump test to get over a gap that clearly the model could walk through? And they went, no, that's fine. It comes up with the trolls especially where the bases are 80 mils long and the troll itself is only like, I don't know, 60 or 70 mils wide and you get just like a mill on either side. It's just like, can I actually fit through this arch? And they go... Yes or no, or whatever. If it's tall enough, wide enough, just fit it through. So what you're saying essentially is if the model could fit through and you think it could fit through, it's fine. The problem is that's not what this rule is saying. This rule is saying uh, then you and your opponent are free to agree that it is possible. And in fact, they would encourage you to do this. This rule doesn't say you can move through. It says your opponent is encouraged to let you move through. Which, which is so what this, I did before. Yeah, this isn't actually a ruling either way. This is just saying, ask your opponent, which... I, yeah, look, I don't think that's a problem. I regularly... Yeah, get that's my, what we did. Get Honestly, my opponent to agree I feel with me. like this entire paragraph of the rules is solely in there for the, um, you know, the, the uh, Osgiliath... The ones which cavalry oh, don't yeah. fit yeah, through? Yeah, the one with yeah. the cavalry base won't fit through, but it looks like the cavalry model will yeah, fit but through. You could replace that, like, door that entire paragraph with the one thing that says, check the terrain before playing and agree with your opponent. That is also true. It kind of feels like a retcon of their own terrain that they've created for this game specifically. Yeah, I it? think it's more the issue is, like, I don't mind the, the doorways one. There is a door that the infantry, it's clearly designed for infantry, but the infantry don't fit through it. Mm. Um, so you climb the stairs, you get up to it, and yeah, it's the way is shut. Ones. Yeah, yeah. Matthew, your new shiny book is not a coaster. <laughs> You've got to be able to tell whose that book is really whose. Asks me. You've got to, you know, claim yours as your own. I don't know. If it gets used as a coaster, does it become a coaster? Pretty expensive coaster right there. Oh, some coasters are expensive. That's how you show off your wealth, isn't it? I, I definitely do. Fine coasters. So on that same page, 
Just ignoring all this chatter. There is a paragraph also added about facing of models and that the fact that it, it simply doesn't matter. You can't gain an advantage out of it. You shouldn't attempt to gain an advantage out of it. Please don't model your models so that you try and gain some kind of tactical advantage. Does it actually say that? It, it, says it like, basically says no. don't turn it so you're getting in the way or no, that sort of thing. Do not turn it for tactical advantage outside the move phase. So while you are moving your models, you're free to spin them however you want. If, however, it's the shoot phase and the opponent goes, I can see you, you can't then quickly spin your models around. So however oh. you set them up in yep. the move phase is what you're stuck with, unless it doesn't you, look cool. You got my herps up. Whereas I recall Cause... back in the day that you simply could not... You, you could turn them at any time. Is that right? You, I think you could pivot. It like... didn't... Yeah, it was a bit, you know, iffy. It was a so bit So in iffy. your shoot phase, you spun around, took the shot, and then spun back. Yeah. yeah Which you now cannot do. Nah. You we decide the that. move phase which way you're facing. I think it's very important. I should say in the rules, you must face your models to look the best in photos because there's nothing worse than it, taking a photo of your game. It actually does mention... Does it? Uh, it, yeah, you're allowed to spin them for looking cool, just not for in-game effect. There may be occasions when you want to rotate your model so that it has the, the best look, basically. For dramatic effect, yeah. yes. But I think it should be spelled out clearly. It should be that that you must have all your orcs facing towards the elves so that when I post a picture up on the Green Dragon page, there's not one random orc in the background facing entirely the wrong way because someone was too lazy to work out where his head was. What oh. if you have the Moranan orc that's facing about three directions at once? That, <laughs> that, that model goes in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on page 26, so again, we're skipping a couple of pages. Here. It is no longer recommended that fights are separated to distinguish them and shouldn't be done if it is going to have an effect on the models. If the, it is done, and if you do it to make it clear or whatever, as it said in the previous rules, the separated models still count as in base contact, as they would if you hadn't moved them at all. Good. I like this. It's, it's a set, good change, yeah. Because yeah. Oh, sometimes there's only a couple mils between a trap or not. Sometimes there's a couple mils in objectives. We've all had games we've talked about how did this model get moved over here? Why is it over here? I've had games where a new player... Going with the, with the 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 best intentions, the absolute best of intentions, at the start of the fight phase, we we'll just pick up a bunch of models and just spread them out, like or up to an inch, or even even more sometimes, just to get a gap between them. And it's like, no, this has totally changed the positioning. We put the models here for a reason. So I like this. It, you don't need to. You just need to prioritize splitting them off in one on one wherever possible. That does raise another question. You mentioned at the start of the fight phase, this is actually meant to happen at the end of the move phase. Designate who's fighting who. So if you shoot into a combat, you could have a guy still in base combat with opponents, but all of the enemies he was designated to fight are dead because they've been shot. What then happens to him? Do you redesignate mm -hmm. combats? I redesignate. Yeah, look, David, I think uh, I have a feeling, and I don't can't speak it for everyone. It seems an odd place to put pairing off combats in the move phase, and then you just forget about it and go on. I'm for just going to say, phases. no one's actually going to pair them off at the end of the move phase, and it's going to happen at the start of the it fight just phase. It seems weird to put it there because you don't have to pair them off as such. You don't have to move them or anything. So mm. I have a feeling that it's just going to turn into the start of the fight phase. I think that's going to be one that mm. everyone pretends it's not written. That I mean, way. the the only time it really matters is if you actually shoot into a fight, right? Yes, and no one does that. Well, hardly ever. Oh, every I, evil player does. Oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> but yes. Anyone yeah, with that, a bow in it. Usually it's an pretty evil clear. Army, yes. Usually it's pretty clear. Can you imagine the fights if someone like Aragorn's in contact with three goblins or something like that and they shoot out one of them and then they say he can't fight because he's in space contact That with wasn't two the one he was because fighting. Because we paired him off. Yeah. yeah, it would be ridiculous. It would be ludicrous. My question is why they're pairing them off in the shooting phase. Well, Before the shooting end phase. End of the move phase. The move is phase. where they, they put the rule. Oh. It's yeah. in the end of the move phase. My apologies. So then you get the shoot phase, then you then you can call your heroic actions, then you fight the preordained fights, which I've never seen it played that way, by the way. No. It's just 
reading through it again in detail. I sort think we're being incredibly pedantic on that one um, by following the rules. I don't think we should follow the rules there. How good the little diagrams on the thing with the, the models in them and the circles? and uh, I, I think they're fantastic. These rules diagrams are really good. Really I solid. actually think they are vastly improved on yeah, ones that yeah, I've really, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not being like a joke for, for once. They... They are really good. They make a lot of sense graphically. They make they show terrain on the boards, which is really good as well. I I like it. It's really the well. Formatting laid out. for the book overall is just exquisite. Yes, yes, yes. Exquisite is the word I would have used. And the hardcover and the the little ribbons for bookmarks. Oh, I'm already using my bookmark and bookmarking the page I was talking about earlier. The 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 order in which you do rerolls and stuff like that. See the bookmarks. They're already useful. Yeah, this book. I could just stare at this book, like not even look at the words, just look at the pictures. All these arrows, so many arrows, and and how big the arrows are. This is a one inch arrow, mm. mm-hmm. three inch arrow. On page thirty, you'll find the most important change to the rules. There has been a sentence added to clarify that cavalry models cannot climb. You cannot climb with a cavalry model. Very important. Damn it, that's my whole strategy. <laughs> <laughs> they can still go upstairs though. Yeah, that makes sense. At difficult terrain speed. Yes, no change there. You can. Wait, whoa, 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 wait. So. Goat riders can't climb. Correct. Unless they have another special rule that would say they can. They have mountain dweller. But they can jump still. They simply cannot climb. At all. Ever. They can't go up vertical things of... Actually, yeah, you're... Jeremy's right. That's kind of weird. Does mountain dweller... Hang on. Let's check mountain dweller. Okay. Yeah, mountain dwellers may re-roll any jump, leap, and climb tests. In addition, they may re- move through rocky areas that are classified as difficult terrain as if they were open ground. So you can re-roll them. You can't ignore them, which sure. means you cannot climb. You cannot climb. They but I can re-roll climb my climb test. So you I can can't re-roll that climb, climb test that you can't make. Yeah. Look, yeah. I think it's. I think it's going to have to then re-be ruled that most of it is just difficult terrain rather than climbing. Because, like that rule, I've played the goat riders. You very rarely get any terrain that you can actually use that mountain dwellers rule on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think a lot of people justify them as as climb tests. It's almost those little like semi stairs type things in difficult terrain that you could use. I'm I'm a bit concerned about that one. We'll have a word to the person who supplies the train for all our tournaments, on, and wh- we'll get them on it. Where do you think these goats are climbing? Well, well, it's like it depends They're on the goats. difference of climbing. Like, are they are getting out their their blank or whatever and doing like pure rock climbing, or are they just is climbing just on a very sheer surface? It is, yeah. It, that's what climbing is. Is only, it only on like? Uh, is it only vertical? Well, no, surfaces? no. It's, it's stuff that would only have handholds and that sort of thing. I don't mm. think you can climb a. Directly sheer surface. Yeah, you can't no, climb directly. In fact, it actually goes on to talk about unscalable terrain. Mm. Anyway, I think we, I think walls. Yeah, well, let's leave it there because that's something that, that when we finally get new rules for goat riders, we'll talk about more. I, I think for me, it's more just they can't go up ladders because that would make. No oh, no sense. problem with that. No problem. Yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think I'm just looking at rocks where like goats could naturally get up and thinking that it might be a climb test to do. Right. Because okay. sometimes yeah. we call them like you know how you get those even gauge workshop hills that they're very sheer for a little bit like there's rocks, mm-hmm. but like a goat could get up in real life. Like you no, s- you're right. Yeah, yeah. In that case, you could measure the height, and if your goat's tall enough, it could take it as a jump test. Yeah, I think which that's you probably, could then re-roll. I think it's going to be fudged and yeah. just call it a jump test. Well, you, I mean, you could say much like giant spiders or whatever, can they balance on that spot or can can they stop on that spot? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what goats do, right? They sort of jump up the, the yes. cliffs sort of strangely because they're goats anyway. Well, you can reference a certain movie called Battle of Five Armies Extended Edition, which has a lot of educational things about goats and big worms that drill holes in the side <laughs> of the mountains. <laughs> do they drill holes or eat holes? I'm not sure. I think it's a combination. Bit of both, yeah, yeah. Page 32 
Prone models are now marked with a token and not laid down. I think we're all very happy about this one. Jay, I have to personally thank you for this rule. Thank you so much. My only problem is trying to find the prone token. I can never find it in the right time. I know it's on the other side of the cavalry one, but... Um, and you've got to find Jeremy, the cavalry one. I just mark with any token. You've got, you got to do Jeremy, what Kylie does Jeremy, with their little tackle box type thing. tackle box. Yeah. Or dress sewing kit. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I could use my dress sewing kit. That's a good idea. <laughs> We've all got one of those. Spotlight, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's a, that is a very good point. I might actually duplicate some of those markers as well because I feel like I never have enough prone markers. That's why I bought two sets. Yeah, but it's hard to get that now. I don't know. I got another set with my uh, Battle of Pelennor Fields, I think. Yeah, but it's a yeah, small it's a set. Small it's a one. little. Oh, it's big. And enough. they're not the same as the other ones. Like, oh, there's okay. a they're strike different. for some reason on the back of a move. Oh, just. Okay, to me then. to be. That's just terrible. Okay, so also on page 32, prone models are now considered to be half their height for line of sight purposes. Again, this is just adding to the fact that you're not laying them down anymore. It just makes sense. Pretty simple. Yep. Yep. Uh, On page 33, reinforcements rules have been added. They get a plus one if they can't come onto the board that turn. Right, yes. Yes, yes. Yep. So you can't place them. So someone does the... what You you two experience at Articon where they wall off a whole area, so you can't put your models on. I never yeah, saw it, but Kylie said Kylie it. Saw it. Kylie I saw mentioned it. it. I saw I it heaps it. on the top tables, and I was just like... It baffled me, because I'm like, why are you sacrificing an entire turn worth of movement towards the objective? Well, that's what it does. It sacrifices now, and they get a bonus to the roll, so they're more likely to come on. I do also like they've added the diagram that shows the fan-shaped deployment that you will get when moving on. Just yeah. to clarify, this is how it works. You place, you, you move. You place, yeah. you move. Yeah, no, I, and this is actually the diagram I was looking at when I said how good the diagrams were. It, it makes sense because that I had to explain to people over and over again that you come on at a single point. So if you've made the shield wall, it can't be your maximum distance. It has to be... Yeah, everyone always just wanted to line up six inches from that board edge, hey? Yeah, yeah. That's what so I it's found. like, no, you've got a nice concave instead. Yeah, you'll end a up nice in the inverted crescent moon formation. <laughs> it's called a nice I'd, concave. Actually, the, in the scenario... Also known as a horseshoe. <laughs> yeah. In, in the scenario where I did play one of those, one, one of those ones where you come on from a random spot, my opponent did actually put all the shields facing outwards and all the pikes on the inside. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I can see you're setting up for that, but I'm never going to put a warband there. Like, it's just not going to happen. So it seems like an odd choice. <laughs> yeah, but they don't now know that. Now you spend the whole time ah, to re, you know, redress your rank. That's why I just go spear and shield the entire warband. Right? Then, Isn't spear and shield like the, like the yeah, best? Yeah, I don't even have to think. Everything. It's so good. Yeah. It's just oh, everything. Hobbit, so spear good. and shield, done. And then you really get woke and you just take glaives, glaives everywhere. You don't need anything else <laughs> no, ever. No. <laughs> you got me there, Matt. <laughs> so, on to the shoot phase on page 35. We have uh, clearer how to shoot steps. Nothing new, just a little bit clearer than it was before. It is so clear now. Damn sick stock points. I've been wishing, like, I haven't been advocating. I haven't done anything at all. Like, unlike Kylie, I haven't started the movement. I haven't started a petition or anything like that. I'm a massive fan of step-by-step instructions or flow charts. And this is exactly what it is. Just to follow the steps, here's how you go. It just makes so much so much sense. And it's so easy to read as well. So I'm very impressed with that. You just go through. You've got your little how to shoot chart. And it's got every step along the way. Very impressed. Very impressed. Not enough italics though. <laughs> Could always use more italics. On to page 37. So again, we're skipping a page here. There is an added paragraph about when there are multiple paths for a shot. The most obvious should be used. If it can't be agreed, there's a roll-off. So I think this was added into the FAQs at one point. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, so basically you, you sort of have a discussion with an opponent. If it's a particularly large model and the arrow could clearly glo- go in very different directions and still hit it, you sort of decide between yourselves and have a roll-off to determine which path it's going to take. And there's clear instructions on how that would occur. 
kind of a, an odd rule and certainly different to what we would have expected back in so, the day. So clarify, so let's say I'm shooting at something something really big, a, a, a dragon, and it's gotten in the way, say, say I don't know, an, an orc is standing in front of its head. Does this mean I can draw a line of sight to its, to its bum as a clear shot? Or is it that because there's still yeah. a model in the way? Uh, the final couple of uh, sentences. Note, if there, are models, if there are models in the way, then a path must be selected that goes to at least one model. Okay, no, thank you for that, David. That, so that makes a huge amount of sense. If there's one orc covering its head and three elves covering one of its legs, you can choose either to shoot at the head through the orc or at the leg through the elves, but you can't shoot at some other part of it that's completely yeah. clear. Yeah. So if there's any in the ways at all, you have to shoot through them. Yeah. So in theory, you could have a sh- you could have three models standing in front of the dragon, but you could take the shot that's only got one in the way. So the way it's worded earlier, common sense. So which one is the most obvious? If you and your opponent disagree as to which would be the most obvious shot, you roll it off. Oh, okay, cool. And that's like in the most important rule, isn't it? You just roll off stuff that you don't... Yeah, okay. Still salty about the uh, tails. Yeah. So if there's six in the ways to the model's head, you send one of your models to cover its body, and then you can shoot with the one in the way if it's the obvious path through the one in the way. That's confusing to me. Because if it was clear, you you couldn't take it. But if there's an in the way, you can try and argue that that would be the more obvious shot because there's one in the way rather than six. Mm. I have a feeling this is one that we're going to start house ruling pretty quickly. Yeah. Also, flying models as well, I think, is going to be another one where it's going to points of contention will happen. Do you think people are going to start saying, I'm putting three models in front of this model? Possibly, yes. Okay. We, do, we do do a lot of that already. Like, if you've got a monster, you will say, I am putting these guys between here and there. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't think it'll make that much of a difference, honestly, to what we already do. I don't think so. I no. think we're pretty resistant to change like that. The only time it's going to be massively, like, a, a, maybe an issue is, like, with Smaug or something really big, like a Watcher in the Water or something like that, yeah. maybe. But otherwise, there's there's not going to be an issue, I don't think. So, it, it's a testament to the rules, actually, that that's pretty much it for the shoot phase. Like, there, there's not really any other changes. So shoot, model is pr- shoot phase is pretty good already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. On to the fight phase. On page 43, there, once again, is a step-by-step clear instructions of exactly what happens when a fight occurs. Very simple. Exactly the same, like, with shooting. And that's what everybody wants, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Every single person who plays this game. And as I said agreed. earlier, re-rolls happen before you use your might points. Mm-hmm. And it makes mm. it clear that you back away before rolling to wound. Things like that, which were already in the rules, but this just lays them out for you one after the other. That one is so important. Like, that one is already in the rules. But because the shield wall has come in, it actually makes a huge difference. Because it makes a huge difference just for trapping multi-position yeah. on the tap. The, the amount of times during my games where people wouldn't back away because they just... Well, like, we, the twins hit me. Okay, they're going to kill them. I'm just not going to back away my back yeah, rank. yes. And now I'm closest... Like closer in, I'm, I'm like, still in the objective. You can still push people back, even though you don't kill them. Yeah, it's a massive amount of stuff. And there. now it's More clear. The point, you just point straight. Even if to you those. kill the guy in front, you're still yeah. pushing the spearman back. Correct. Correct. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Because winning fights is not just about killing; it's position. Yep. And tempo. And, and resources. I'm. I'm <laughs> just. Just quickly as an aside, I'm not going to have tempo be lived down, am I? It is the most amazing thing we've ever come up with. No, of course you're not. This is going to be your shining moment on the cast. This is it. We're going to change everything to be based around this you, three pillars of the Green Dragon. The the audience has talked to me. All three of the members, which is at least some percentage of our it's audience, a large percentage. <laughs> calm down. Calm down. Possibly. Um, <laughs> I believe it's a critical. They love percentage. that. They love that. People have started talking those mm-hmm. terms. It's it has really blown them away. It's blown, blown the game wide open. Oh, that's it, that's amazing! It. It's, it's almost mm-hmm. like we've got an entirely new edition because of that. <laughs> oh, that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so sassy. All right, 
Uh, on page 45, there is a added paragraph about if both models are prone and that only the winner stands up and doesn't make any strikes. If, if two prone models are in a combat. It happens so, more often than you would think. Does it? Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. like with, with Hurls and with... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorcerer's sort of Blast yeah, and yeah. Nature's Wrath when it was around. Because Sorcerer's Blast takes everyone down, doesn't it? If it takes one model in the combat, it takes everyone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is interesting because that happens blast. in the move phase before you've been paired off. Correct. And how? <laughs> yes, weird situations. On page 46, there's an added ruling that strikes can be made one at a time. Now, I, I already thought this was the case. Was this not the case? I think it's because everyone just house ruled it themselves, how they did it. I believe how they worded it in the last FAQ, you could roll them one at a time or you could roll them together. Now, if you roll them one at a time, you spend might one at a time. If you roll them together, you could look at them and go, oh, I'll put a might there, I'll put a might there. So Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's so so once you, if you're rolling them one at a time, you don't get to go back. Is that the deal? Because that's, that's what happens with fate. That they, they clarified that, that fate you roll one at a time and you don't get to go back. You don't get to well, say, hold off that one. No, it's you have to declare all your strikes. Like, you have to make your totals first. Like, kind of like with magic. You have to make all your totals first before your opponent starts taking wounds and allocating fate. David's Let's just David. read it. So, if a model with multiple attacks wins a fight, they may make one strike for each attack on their profile when striking their victim. You may choose to fully resolve these strikes one at a time, including any might. So, that's you roll a dice, you use the might, they use their fate, it's fully resolved. Or, all together if you wish, so long as both... E- players understand what is happening. So the reason you'd roll one at a time is if you had multiple opponents that got wounded on different values. So I'd go, I'm rolling against that guy who I wound on fours. You throw the dice. It's a three. I don't want to might it, so that's gone. I roll again. It's a two. I can't then might the three because I chose to take my dice once at a time. If, however, I said I'm just putting both dice on the guy who wounds easy, I roll both of them. One of them's a three. I spend the might. Now, I've just got one concern with what you said, David. Yes. Um, You got me excited when you said they may roll to wound. Um, It actually... Specifically says in the winner makes strikes section that you must roll to wound. Yes, but you've got two options. Yes, so you may roll Correct. to wound one at a time, or you may roll to wound altogether. Yes, but you you cannot you cannot just not roll to wound. Correct. Yeah, not everyone's green unless dreamer. you bring a. A non-lethal strike yeah, with you. Yeah, correct. Which, which, no, absolutely. That's okay. where I was going. Stun, bash, shield. Well. Will's lethal. The will is the most no, lethal not. strike. You'll never wound anybody with a will. <laughs> it's lethal to yourself. As soon as you do it, you're dead. All right, so I've actually, while this all this discussion was going on, I skipped on ahead a little bit. And in the uh, hero rules surrounding might, it says that you can wait until all the dice have been rolled. So, as always, okay. you just roll Good. all your wound, all your strikes and then you can use might and make sure you get what you want mm-hmm. out of that. So, pretty simple. No problems there. Okay, so so the dice don't go away. It's just, okay, I'm rolling at the defense for Orc. Roll, 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 but roll. It, okay, that's enough of them. It specifies, roll else. fully resolve strikes one at a time, including usage of any might. Page 46. Ooh. If you opt to use your strikes one at a time, you fully resolve them, including might use. 46, uh, multiple attacks. About halfway through. I have a question. When is this going to matter? Um, so, so it says that you may I'm choose not... to resolve your strikes yeah, so fully if one at a time. to roll them one at a time. So I guess that's if, that's a, if it's at different targets. Yes. Right? But you can still roll all three. Yes. And then use as much might as you need Correct. to at a single target. Yeah. So I can I can still do what I'm doing now and say, okay, I'm in a multi combat against guy. a watcher in the water and a goblin. I'm gonna put two attacks on the goblin, I'm gonna put four three attacks on the, the watcher in the water, for example. Yeah. Sounds Throw reasonable. Throw yeah, them. yeah, that's fine. I don't know how I've got six attacks. I must be some sort of gigantic beast, but you've too got bad. both elven twins. I think I think the I think the I've got phrase, a lot of attacks. Like, 
directly after that comma. So long as both players understand exactly what's happening is just... I mean, so long as you're communicating to your opponent exactly what you're rolling and what... I don't think there's like... I think we're making mountains out of molehills. I actually agree with Kylie for the first time ever. Whoa, what? Massive. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can I I please have that? It's It's recorded. It's there unless Matt cuts it out, which... But... Keeps Strong chance. Strong Matt, chance. Maybe Matt, Georgia will cut asleep. it out. Pinch me. I'm not asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. You are, you are 100% right, Kylie. Communication would just solve this entirely. There's no point debating it. All right, so there's a clear ruling on page 47 that trap strikes can't be split. So, you know, when, when you trap a model, you make one strike at it, it becomes two dice. That's pretty yes, much it. Yes, you know, That's how we been. used to play, yeah. Well, yeah. But it's clear now. But yeah, again, it just just being clarified. In the in the very old edition, we used to people used to be able to do that. They didn't realize that it was like double single strikes. They used to have. Now I've got six attacks. I'll just roll them all separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I even experienced that at Articon. It's been that way for yeah. eternity. Yeah. But some people just never picked up on that. Uh, there is also now this is a, a slight change. I believe actually a, a significant change. Winners against a trapped model now back away just enough, not one inch. If they win the fight but fail to kill the model, yeah, that is quite different. So this so, is yeah. how it was way back in like yes, I'm pretty yeah. sure Battle Games in Middle Earth said that, but it, it, it was, was changed. changed. It was yeah, to, back to, back to the old One Ring Blue Book mm-hmm. that you could you know hit someone with and give them a concussion. Okay, so so what we're saying here is that if the loser can't back away, they're trapped. You just have to separate them. So you put a millimeter between. Yeah, them. that's exactly it. Enough yep. that the both players can see that that's greater than nothing. Yep. But you don't have to give them enough room to get out of there. Yes. Yep. So a Rohan captain, for example, who was trapped and won a combat. Yeah, that that would be a very different situation for him at this point. Yes. Although, Although he, he won, he won combat. that combat. Yeah. I think he won every yeah. combat, actually. Somehow. Yeah, definitely. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I was going to like uh, get your result for the doubles cancelled. <laughs> right. And I think we might just take a quick break there and we'll be back in just a minute. And we're back, and we're on to the courage rules. So on page 54, we'll find that breakpoint, and this is this I like this quite a lot, is no longer rounded up and can now be a decimal. Wow, decimals in Lord of the Rings. That's what I've been wanting. I mean, Middle Earth SPG, of course. That's what I've been wanting this entire time. So if I have a three-model army, breakpoint becomes one and a half. So when that's exceeded, so when two models are dead, I am broken. Correct. Precisely. So if I had a one-model army... You no longer have to kill both of them? No, that's correct. <laughs> Jolly <Sure>. good. <laughs> yes, yes, David is entirely right. A one-model army, you used to have to kill two. That One, was two, a... yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Uh, that was an unfortunate circumstance of the previous rule Yes, set. no, but it's fixed. It's fixed. I like it that, yes, there's, there is some mathematical thought there. Huzzah. On to page 57 and Cav. So, Thank you. I hope the listeners are following along like this. Do you yeah, think they are? Yeah. Do you think they're like... I, I can imagine all our listeners... Not all our listeners... Most of our listeners are sitting around the old wireless, like with the, the family. Old wireless, like with, uh, with I'll be impressed if someone is sitting around an old wireless listening to this recording. <laughs> no, like turn the book. Okay, okay, son, let's turn the page. I will raise you one more. They will record this onto a cassette. They will put the cassette in next to their book, and it will say, "Please turn the page over." Bring, and you'll turn the page. 
and we will read on. Well, See, this would nice. be funny if you weren't actually going to do this, David. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to give a prize out to someone who actually dubs this onto a cassette and then <laughs> plays and listens to this recording on a cassette. David, if you anybody cannot else out there does that, Other than I'm David. going to be extraordinarily impressed. Other than David. <laughs> the Green Dragon mixtape, I love it. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Volume one. Volume Read one. a long book. And we can give it away on our first date. Check out my mixtape. <laughs> so, uh, Cavalry, page 57. Cavalry models now have the Cavalry keyword. Wow, shocker. And if a model buys a mount, it changes from infantry to cavalry. Wow, again, uh, incredible, incredible rules writing. We love it. It's good. That's good, Matt. No, you're right. It is. I'm it's the sarcasm person. I'm being the, the supporting <laughs> person. I like that. I like that. It's very clear. It is. It's a clear. Clear is the word. So clear, you, clear is the word I would use for this yeah, entire rule book. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're you're an infantry model until you purchase a mount, and then you're a cavalry model. Perfect. Makes Perfect. sense. Perfect. So Easy. good. So yes. good. Can you imagine having that debate in the tournament? Ugh. Uh, like that yeah. would be the worst one. And some some tournament organizer will come up and rule and just go, "Look, he it did says purchase infantry it. On the book. It says infantry. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely an infantry <laughs> no. model. It's on a horse. No. No. Yeah. Look, look. We have to go with the book. No, 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 because cavalry, you know, involves some sort of training. This is just an infantryman with a horse. So don't even try that, Sean. <laughs> don't even try it on me. Uh, yeah. Page 60. If a cavalry model is knocked prone, it automatically suffers the knocked flying result from the thrown rider chart. So this was, I think this was eroded in the previous rules, and it was sort of, um, I, I thought it was like some situations they are knocked flying and other situations yes, they so are. But now it's very clear, you know, if a cavalry model is knocked prone, automatically knocked flying. Yes, yeah, so you Easy. lose the mount and you cop the strength three hit. That's right. Correct. Yes. No, that is, that's good. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. So, because we used to argue, well, some people used to argue, I say we, like I used to play it, you would get knocked prone and then you'd roll as well to see if you got the one to take a strength three hit. Yeah. And yep. then sometimes you get this weird situation where you're knocked prone, but simultaneously standing up because hmm. you roll the six. Right. And right, that was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and I, I remember having so many arguments saying, no, you can't be standing up. You're knocked prone. And, and. I, I like it now. It's all part of the same role. You don't have to roll it twice. Efficiency added. That's it. Could be a first. That's what you like combining two rules into one. Very nice. Yeah. Or you don't have to roll twice. You just yeah. It's prone. You roll the one. Yeah, Done. Yeah. 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 And I like that it specifies that you cannot remount. So if you get knocked off your horse, Emor can't say to his mate, "You there, get off your horse. I'm still in it." Amen. Yes, right. Yes. That's yeah. No remounting. No, 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 no. remounting. So that hasn't been around for ages. I know. No, it hasn't. It's yeah. just nice to see it written down again. You're showing your age, That David. was so annoying. <laughs> you go put your, your mixtape away, get out your first edition, and start remounting and then swapping weapons and all kinds of stuff. Speaking of mounting, models cannot dismount directly into combat. Now, this is something that we have used in the past to great effect. It's been a fantastic yeah, come rule on. For when us. we say we, Kylie's used it. I, 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 I used it one yeah. time. Really? Did you? Yes, definitely. At a tournament, it was really I important. I guess you might, I might add. And I remember walking over no, no. and being very salty about it. I think it was against him. I did. I got so annoyed at you, Kylie, for doing that. I said, no, you can't do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, you can't. So I that that game is null. Take it off your forum signature. So year, sure. months or Done. years later, Jeremy wins. Yes. Makes sense. Yes. <laughs> Story of my life. I also saw it clarified. I, I don't know if we're going to come up against this, but at some point, as we scroll through these uh, distinctions that Tim has made with the rules... But you also cannot jump into combat. In fact, the only way you can get in combat is by charging. Aside from, say, a Moomuk or that, that's really like Because that. that's something that happened a lot. Yeah. And I played that way as well. I, my, me, a Copa there. Because I used to, to jump over the barrier and just say, 
I can physically fit the model in combat. Can I be in combat? And it always got ruled, yeah, of course you can. Why wouldn't you? Yep. So you now have to roll the six, is that right? That's to correct. Correct. Yes. yes. That's so much. So defending an obstacle or standing behind an obstacle is suddenly so much better. Yeah. I am a little disappointed about one thing on, on this page is in the bottom left hand corner there's a picture of dismounting with Aragorn dismounting off his horse to go chase Gothmog in a forest. I'm I'm I am kind of a little hurt that people are taking the Kylie special and actually, you know, showing people how to do it. A, li- a little hurt? You've been added to the rules and you're a little hurt by that? The Kylie special. Come on now. No, no, look, I, I think going on a tempo thing, I have a feeling that this book may have already been written before you played at Articon and showed them all that one. It's entirely still, possible. Still. Because in the book, like, actually, we opened the book, like, a couple days after the Articon tournament. Now, come on, Jeremy. How Speak many years... How many years has the Green Dragon episode been out when Kylie first detailed <gasps> her epic dismount into combat or charge into combat or whatever the hell we're talking about at this stage? I don't I, I, I don't know why you're looking at me. I don't know the numbers. How many years, there. Kylie? Three. Some. Three and a half. Some Multiple. number of years. Definitely Multiple. before Articon 2018. Okay, okay. I'm going to okay. go ahead yes. and put that out there. Yeah, no, I, I've got some inside information about that, and I'm, Ooh, I can't share informa- it. I do like inside information, though. Maybe maybe I'll hint it later on and, and start well, a Well, I've got some outside information, so there. Mm. When a model is slain... This is also on page 60, mind you. When a model is slain by shooting... Sorry. A, when a mount is slain by shooting, it is now clarified that the dismount must be placed in the center of where the cavalry base Love was. It. It is still fighting who it was fighting, even if it's not touching them anymore. Love it. Love it so, so much. So that is why you have to designate combats in the move phase before shooting. So you are I mean, still fighting reason. those yeah, models but, once uh, you're dismounted. But you, 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 it's in contact. Okay, so Aragorn's on his horse. He's fighting an orc. He's still fighting an orc. You've still got to fudge him into, in an orc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I still don't think you're going to have to designate that in the move phase. No, I think it's going to be pretty know, obvious. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the benefit of the doubt, just say, okay, Aragorn, which one do you want to fight? It's not a big deal. I take the lot of them. Yeah, you should be salty because you lost your horse. Stupid Aragorn. Charging Gothmog in the forest. Here's one problem I have with this. Let's <clears> say, <throat> let's say that your Warg Rider is knocked down. Mine right? or David's? Let's say it's uh, David's Warg Okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, it's David's Warg Rider. Yep, David's Warg Rider. David's yes. Warg Rider is fighting against two models. Okay, but Let's say it's two men of question, question, Rohan. Question. Yes. Yeah, who question. does the orc belong to? The the, the orc is also David's. David has the orc and the wag, and they form one wag rider, and it is David's wag rider. And it's it's changed from the infantry to cavalry. No, it starts with no, the cavalry no, rule. It's cavalry. It's, it's cavalry, cavalry gotcha. right now, and gotcha. it's charged into two warriors of Rohan who are defending their village. And David's wag rider. Does that count as a defended obstacle? Da, da, yeah, but no. <laughs> okay, set the scene for us, and then we'll pull it. Two apart. men of Rohan are standing in the middle of a pasture with a scarecrow to one side. It is high noon. And a rider has charged from the east. <laughs> Wind speed, 32 knots. And charges into combat with the two men of Rohan. Are any of the dice cocked? No, none of the dice are cocked. Charges in, and then Gandalf crests the nearby hill, 10 miles to the south, and, and rides within range. I don't know what his range is in this scenario, I can't convert 12 inches to 10 miles. I think that's a straight conversion. And cast Sorceress Blast upon the rider. Mm-hmm. No wait, this doesn't even work. This is this scenario doesn't even work. Believe- it's actually Arwen, not Gandalf. And Arwen charged within range and cast Nature's Wrath. <laughs> yes, uh, Wrath of Burden. Wrath of Bur- you know whatever. So <laughs> the orc that <laughs> we've come a long way from where I wanted this to go. The orc and the wag are knocked to the ground. They're and separated. However, the wo- neither of, of yes, as Kylie says, neither of them are wounded by the Wrath of Bruin. And if this was Nature's Wrath, it would be much easier. But no, it is now Wrath of Bruin. 
as we'll get to in a later podcast. So yes, the Orc and the Warg are both still on the board. They've been knocked down, and both of them are technically fighting two models. What the heck do you do? Okay, so... Uh, well, I, this I, paragraph anything, opens... what happens is, a little rip... Oh, is there an actual rule for yeah, this? This, <laughs> this paragraph <laughs> opens with, <laughs> should a mount be slain? Then it activates all that thing we're saying about placing in the direct Correct. center. That mount is if not the Warg survives, then if the Warg is slain, you take the Throne Rider check and he dismounts in the very middle. If the Warg is knocked prone, then you don't take a Throne Rider check, you're knocked prone, and it would activate whatever that previous section and said. Matt, you need to recall that the you only split up the fights at the end of the move phase, so the Rafa Bruin has happened during the move phase, it won't affect who it's fighting. Okay, so, so is what you're saying is that the Warg will be fighting the two men of Rohan, mm-hmm. and the Orc won't be fighting anybody. No, but it may be placed in one of the men of Rohan's range oh, if it can fit there. So if okay. there's a space to put it there, you put it there. So, so the you Warg would put it around it the Warg's base in some somewhere, position where it Somewhere be adjacent to the Warg. Yes, that's how I would do it. I have a question. There is another model that can knock things over in the shooting phase. That's not a question. That's a Goblin King? There's, there's a lot no, no, of things that no, can no. do that. Well, Goblin King is one, and also a Battle Cry, a Trebuchet, or a Catapult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You know, splash damages onto them. And yep. might be able to hit them from 10 miles, probably not. That's a long way. So, on to the next thing. Because that, <laughs> wow, that took up some time. Didn't even get to make my joke about the space-time continuum what? and a whole oh, big no. rupture in space. Well, I well bet you did, but it got swallowed by said space rupture. <laughs> <laughs> Page 61. Horses now have a fight value of 3, 6 plus. So, I think perhaps they did not have a shoot value before or maybe not a... F- no, they had no fight value before, did they? Correct. That's kind of strange. They have no attacks and they have still have no attacks so Very they still bugger off when they fail a courage test. But, but they do have a fight value now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the very, very odd chance that someone's fight is reduced, I guess. Would it reduce the horse's yeah, fight? Yeah, because you can well, choose... it does, because it affects both the horse and the okay. rider. But what about a feint? I, I would assume it, it would, would affect, affect the whole model. Because yeah. You pick the fight value. Okay. Well, yeah, sorry, you would pick which fight value you're using, and then that would be affected. If you mm-hmm. had, like, a battle company's hero who was fight one or two, and then he got a horse, then he could use the horse's fight value. But how would a battle company's hero get fight one or two? Because you had... Some really useless guy who you know became but a you hero. You can't lower fight value in battle companies. Good I can. Point. I've got an eraser on my pencil. Surely there's like a Lake Town guy who starts at like fight two who could then become a hero and get a horse. But Lake Town don't have horses That's in right, there because equipment. that other guy. I don't know. Well, it would have to like go through it with a fine tooth. Even with hobbits, because the only hobbit that can ride a horse isn't in the battle companies list, and he's fight three anyway. So it's a moot point. There might be a situation like. For instance, uh, we wouldn't have cared if horses had a strength value before, really, would we? But then you think about it, and it's like Blades of the Dead, uh, Hurl, that sort of thing. Things can affect them in, in a certain way. So it may just be for safety. It might not even... Yeah. I, I don't think at this stage Future the fight proofing. value... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it affects anything right now. It's probably like the, the shoot value that you get on models that don't have shooting weapons. Exactly. It's probably just for comparison, and if you want to... F- Fight your own scenario or something like that. Like you and if you want a horse, you know, trying to fire a catapult at some point. And if you, know, you go yeah. through the uh, throne rider table, it actually lays out what happens if the model is knocked prone and both the mount and rider survive. Just, oh, really? You know, just Does in it? case. Yeah. Where's that? Um, if the mount survives, place the rider in base contact with the mount instead of in the center of where its base was. If there's not enough room, move the models apart a little to make it do so. If engaged in combat, they fight as a prone model. Very cool. Okay, so that that makes it very clear. You'd put them in base contact. They're probably still, obviously, still fighting because both of them were fighting before. So mm. there yep. you go. Yep. Simple. <sighs> it's like so someone's written these rules. I've got the magnifying glass <laughs> out there. They're surprisingly 
tight these rules. Like somebody's put some serious thought into. We filling know who in it was. In. There's not just someone. They have a name. Yeah, but we skipped that page. So <laughs> we did. Skip Their name is Citadel Design Team. <laughs> so along with horses having a fight value, ponies also have a fight value now of two and six plus. And they've gone through a couple of other little changes. Uh, they must take a courage test to charge. I, I actually thought that was already the case. No. no. That wasn't that used to be. scaring of the Shire. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Old it school. was, and then it wasn't, and now it is again. They got nerfed right? back to where they should be. They, they suddenly, like, for a little while, they became attack ponies. Like, they were... Okay. They, they were, were full war ponies. They like, were, you could yeah. put ponies. Right, Thorin right, would yeah. get the extra attack. They and were just slower horses. And so don't get me started on a Mary and Pippin. Those guys okay. are so conquers. So now, if it did fails the courage conquers? test... Yes, you did. <laughs> those things you put on strings and swing around? Yeah, those things. Yeah, those things. Yep, don't even know where that came from. Don't anyway, ask me where that so, came so from. So anyway, they're back to how they were. Yes. So yeah. if you take the courage test and you pass, you may charge. If you fail, you can still move. It's not a failed terror check, but it just means you cannot charge. Okay. Okay. Uh, they also do not get cavalry bonuses on account of not being cavalry. Because they're pony. So that's the attack and knockdown. I think they can still cross water, though. Yeah, because they're still so, cavalry. Yes. So do they not have... Wait, wait, wait. Do they have the cavalry keyword or they no? They are cavalry, they but they do not get the attack or the knockdown when charging. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there'll, there'll be some spells and all kinds of stuff. that always, the, if, if it affects the cavalry, this is what happens. Just so that covers. Mm. On the plus side, you don't have to target, you know, Thorin's pony or Mary's pony or Pippin's pony anymore. Yeah. No, I, I, do, I really like it. I, I'm a massive fan of that change. I think... There should be a difference before them. I still think they're worthwhile with the movement bonus. I just don't think that that the way we used to play them with the, with Mary and Pippin going around on these massive ponies and becoming better than a Gondor captain or something was just silly. Would you believe that the very next rule that Tim has put in here that has changed is that if the mount survives, the model is placed in base contact with it. If not, placed in the center of where the cavalry model was. Cool. So that's moving on. Exactly. That's in quite the case clearly of what before in the book. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Tim. Tim might have just gone through whatever order he wanted. You know, frankly, the fact that he's created this uh, little this little document for us is uh, quite kind of him. Mm. And we appreciate that. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, You're Tim. You're a gift basket in the mail. Cavalry and wait, breakpoints. Wait, we're giving out gift baskets now? Yeah, but not for you. Oh. Cavalry and breakpoints. <laughs> Rules added. Cavalry now only count as a casualty when a full model, both the mount and rider, have been slain. These can be from different models, though. Hooray! No so, silly Wargratalists anymore. I think this was in the FAQ. I think they, they actually explained this before, but it, it does actually make sense, and it stops that yeah, weird thing with, what, Druzag? Druzag used to do a yeah. thing where he doubled the number of or models in the army. And you still can, because high courage. you've still got to kill one of each, so if he doubles his amount of models, then... Look, you know. the point is, they've written it in a really nice, easy-to-understand way. Yes. Yep, that. Cool. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> That's the important thing. So, on to heroes on page 65. Didn't you miss cavalry fighting across barriers? Because they the can same. do that now. I don't think that's changed. I don't no, think that's they could do that before. Oh, okay. That's just me then. Cavalry can now defend barriers. And Hooray for cavalry. Also, David. David can defend barriers. Apparently, too. Yeah. Yes. Can see how, often, well. I, can <laughs> see how often I take cavalry. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever defended a barrier in Sawcroft? Yeah, it's quite... But, you know, we're on foot, so... Fair Infantry enough. can defend barriers, you know, till the cows come home. Do you ever ask people the keywords? Hasn't come up yet, but okay. we're still Please playing on the old next. edition, so. Fair enough. Fair, yeah, that's true. That's true. Page 65. Heroes are now denoted by the hero keyword. Shock, gasp. Heroes are heroes. Wow. Who would have guessed? <gasps> Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. Page 66. Might can now only be used to decrease roles when it is clearly stated. No more drowning your leaders. 
I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all, unless <laughs> it's clearly did. stated, we haven't checked drowning yet. <laughs> well, that's true. But when I, a Sildor went into the river, me. it was a seriously good story. It was worth the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I can't remember if I ever told it on the podcast, but I did drown my own Sildor once so that my Hashirin could take over the lead. Was, this was in a um, kill, kill as yes, many models yes. with your heroes as possible scenario. Yeah, yeah. Modified Fantastic. contest of champions. Yes, that was it. Yeah, yeah. The good contest of champions. The best contest of champions. Thanks, guys. When two players want to use might, you no longer bid secretly. Instead, you just bid one after another, starting with the player who is losing first, always with the opportunity to use more. Frankly, that's how I do it right now. I love it. Yeah. It's pretty much was, wasn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. It's just negotiating. It's like, look, I'm going to use as much might as I'm going to use this much. How much are you going to okay. use? Yeah. It was very rare that it came down to a secret bid. It's the like only a- time I ever used the secret bid, my opponent and I were talking, and he's like, I've never used the secret bid. And I'm like, I've never used either. Like, do you want to like put a, some... Models into combat and we can bid secretly. It's like, yes. <laughs> Very cool. That's some good baiting, David. I like it. <laughs> and you bid one and he bid seven. <laughs> yeah, because that Boromir had, you know, that Alfred. And yeah, yeah, exactly. I did actually fight nine might Googlad one time. That was scary. I think I had eight might on my bard one game. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're having a shooting war. So nine might Googlad stood there and went, oh, yes, jolly good archers. You keep doing that. I will stand here and observe. The only time I found bidding really at came into play was with the Golden King. Yeah, yeah, that that was yeah, when I successfully I can see that one. Made him spend six points. I'm, I'm sure there are people listening right now going, "Secret bid? What are they talking about?" Because it just it, it was one of those rules that just never came up. Or well, very rarely. But I like this: the the person who's losing losing has onus. Doesn't yeah. specify yeah, no, what happens if your fight value is drawn. Because neither of you are losing. So do you just eyeball each other and say, also, I'll call it props, if you call. Also, to a little like, uh, what is it? S- s- side little diagram 55 thing. That looked kind of really cool. It goes yeah, through it the clearly mergers. shows yeah. that this happens, then this happens, then this happens. I-, I think if it is a draw, you would just go one or the other. Like, yeah, I'll you do just it say if you do it. I'll do yeah, it if you okay, do it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- and that's how it always works. Activate the yeah, most like, important like, rule. It's like, I'm going to use Mike to win this combat. Are you going to? Yeah, exactly. And then they say yes, and they go, okay, well... How much? And they go one. And I go, I'm going to use two. I'm going to win it. Yeah, exactly. But then but they if you can go, but I want to, okay, then I'll use another one to win it. And then you can go, all right, I'll can. use my last yeah. one to do it. Yeah. No, no, no. But that's, that, and that's fine. That's fine. I think that all works. And, and it used to be one that I, I've, sometimes I said, I'll, I'll use one if you don't use any. And I'll use two if you use one. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So on page 68 now, markers are now placed to show which heroic actions have been called. So that's interesting. Kylie already does that, of course. Yeah. Or already that, did that. A lot of people do that anyway. We used to put dice next to with the numbers yeah. next. Yep. With the order, um, it's not you it's not you pick which actions go in which order. It's the person who rings a roll off for, to see who goes first. They just take an action to do. Then you remove the marker. Then the opponent opponent takes an action to do next, and they remove the marker. Yeah, so you now always have like the option, right? To call actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still during the calling actions step though, like by the looks of it, you can't go towards the end of the turn. You know what? I feel like a heroic combat. No, no, no. Somewhere. You can't. You can't no. add extra actions. No, they're all there. You've got your your pool of actions, lots of markers on the board. And if you win the roll off, you just say, "Cool, I'll use my heroic combat over here." Mm-hmm. You don't have to say to head ahead of time, whatever, script it out. It's just yeah. okay. And then that one's gone. Oh, so David, your hero is dead now. So you obviously you're not gonna call a heroic combat with that hero that's just so died. I'll call one with that guy over yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. But I can't, if I, if Matt heroically bolgs, you know, one of my captains, I can't then go, oh, uh, this guy actually can strike. So now we're halfway through the turn, but... No, 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 no. no. Especially because there are no captains that can strike. Yeah, it would be Ooh. some guy pretending to be a captain, yeah. you know, a fake mustache. <laughs> you know. Grishnak with like a helmet on. Isn't it um, Kirion, captain of uh, Arm and Bad? 
Yeah, but he's not a captain. He's not a. Uh, I meant generic captain. But clearly, captain could obviously. be in the title. Isn't he a lieutenant? Uh, <laughs> I think he might be a lieutenant now. Yeah, I actually. think he's a lieutenant. Oh, sorry. You my do bad. carry on. I'm going to search through the book and find me a captain. Never mind. Who can I think uh, <laughs> no, 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 Erkenbrand is, another is another captain of uh, Rohan. Faramir is captain of uh, Gondor. Erkenbrand is. Yeah, well, there you go. They can yeah, strike. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, Erkenbrand can't. But Faramir is a. Yeah, Faramir is a captain of Gondor. Peregrine, captain of the Shire. There you go. Heroic strike. Heroic strike. Okay, you got me. You got me. Nailed it. All right. So that all that's been clarified with heroic actions and that sort of thing. At least I hope it's been clarified. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be something to do with that. I I don't know. I kind of liked how we always did it, but yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. There will be in our memories. We can do scenarios sometimes when we do it that way. Yeah. Models can now only benefit from one heroic action of each type each phase. So I think that's a more elegant way of of solving that issue where it was like, no, you can only benefit from one heroic action. No, you can only benefit, like, you can't do two heroic combats, obviously, or two heroic marches or something like that. But, yeah, I think think that makes it more clear. Because there was a situation where you couldn't benefit from a strike and a combat in the same phase. So the striking hero wouldn't move again. Exactly, yeah. Or you'd call a move and a march, and the moving hero wouldn't get the extra three inches. The moving hero would move first, and then the marching hero would activate. So the moving hero would only go there six inches, yeah. Yeah, weird, yeah, weird stuff like that. Now now it's just clarified. One action of each type per phase. Yep. Easy. Yep, yep. Uh, and uh, it also makes clear here that all heroes can... Uh, like, the, the base heroic actions that all heroes can use are now only heroic move, heroic shoot, and heroic combat. The classic heroic actions. The, yeah, the OG. El Classico. Yep. No, uh, that is... That is the, the... true heroic action. The best change, in my opinion, in the whole rules. That one there, because I had grown tired of the start of a hero versus hero combat. It should be an epic duel. It was, you were forced to do strike, strike. Like, you both strike, you both throw away a point of might, which could be used on something else later, to create another random roll to then generate your random roll. It just, it was frustrating. It was annoying. It was, I was over it. So the idea that not everyone can just strike means that choices are back. Yeah. Choices are back. Choices they are, are back. back. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that this book, in a way, has almost tapped into a bit of the old one win one ring blue hardback book and some of the kind of like the strategies and kind of feel for the game is going to come back to a bit more of that because your high fight heroes they used to have that prestige about them which they kind of lost in the yes, last edition yes yeah and when it was one point that was the worst one when your prestigious high fight hero had one point on your opponent and they just go cool strike I know at worst, let's draw. And then you have to cross off your might. Poor Boromir had to throw away so many points of might just to strike against rubbish. Or someone like Glofendel. Because if you're Fight 7, you paid a premium for Fight 7. Yeah. And then all the Fight 6 heroes are just running around like, no, we brought six points of might with us. Even worse, the Fight 4 heroes don't trolls were actually scary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing, isn't it? Like, a, it's no longer oh, there's a fight six troll around. I'll just throw a generic captain into it. Who cares? Any, any random point of might that I have on the board can deal with that. At some yeah, point. I've got a hobbit yeah. hero. Who cares? I'll just go yeah. kill it. Now you actually they still to... can strike, but yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but now you actually have to make a conscious effort of all right, Aragorn, go deal with that troll, or Faramir, go deal with that troll. You actually have to send someone who you know would actually be able to take on a troll rather than you know Baragond. Go fight that troll. You picked the okay. person who, in the law, fought a troll chieftain. Yes. Or killed Balrogs for fun. Uh, depends which law you're reading, of course. Uh, yeah, which what, Baragon what about Baragon for Damrod? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's the one. There yep. you go. <laughs> Done. All right, so it has been clarified on page 69 
that a hero must end its movement before its comrades can start moving. So I think that's in terms of a heroic move. Um, I, I actually thought that was always pretty clear, but, you know, clarification, can't hurt. That was one that we actually got out of a weird example. Like the, I've had arguments in the past, and this is this is one that I think will surprise a lot of people. There were people that arguing that the moves happened simultaneously rather than at one at a time, so that they could call a heroic move, move everyone around them, and then move the hero because it happened simultaneously. And it was, it took me a long time to actually find the ruling, and it was in like just an example box, and it said something like because models move one at a time. So it is really good that they've specified that. It saves it saves another argument. Yep. There is one exception, which is if you've got two models carrying a heavy object, they move simultaneously. So you can bring a guy along with your heavy object to get the stand fast onto him. There is another exception. Ooh. Siege engines can be moved by three models at a time to carry at full it. speed. What if we bring like a battering ram? How many models can carry that? What oh. if the siege crew are carrying a heavy object? Even As, better. But yeah, and we yeah, can the, chain this you know, stand fast all across the board. It'll be great. You could put <laughs> the heavy object on the siege engines, couldn't you? Like It wouldn't be that heavy, would it? Relatively. Throw a couple corpses on there, shoot them over to the opponent. Also, even if a hero fails a courage test for terror, its heroic move still happens. But if they fail for a break test, it's cancelled, obviously, because they've disappeared. They've run away. So I kind of like that because I actually ran into a really bad one where I just failed a a terror test, I think it was, and I just couldn't um, move anything else. And my hero was just stuck there and nothing else got to move. I'd wasted a might point. And it cost me the game, probably, that failed terror test. The worst one is when you, you call it, but then you go, should I charge with the hero? Should I not? Should I not? No. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. call a heroic move. My hero will stand like one inch from the hero and say, go, fellows, you run into that, that monster. No. And I do like it because he spent the point of might. So he's obviously doing something. So in this case, he's failed his terror check. So he's throwing his lads at it to deal with this problem. He's like, ah, oh, that looks scary. You guys, hold that line yeah, for exactly. me. It actually makes sense, so I, I do like that change. Or clarification. I'm not even sure if it is a change. Is it a change? Oh, well, no. it's worded differently, so I think it's a change. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So it has been clarified that a hero doesn't have to shoot first when calling heroic shoot. Makes sense. It's useful when they don't you have to You used to not even have to shoot, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, th- I think you still don't have to shoot at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, some of the, you can call if you don't have a bow. Yes, yeah, you can. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, every hero can call heroic shoot. Not every hero has a bow. Yes. So, it's also been clarified, page 69, that a model can only benefit from one heroic combat a turn. I I thought they'd already... Oh, I I guess they were saying um, earlier. They still need to re-clarify that. Yeah, yeah. I I think... Maybe that should be written on every single page. You've got to remember, there are new people picking up this rule for the first time. They're not going to know that heroic... You cannot... No, no, fair enough. I mean, on top of what had already been clarified, though, where they were saying um, only one... Heroic action per phase. What this does is it goes into detail as to how that actually works for heroic combat. Because if you're in a heroic combat and you move into another fight, and that fight is also heroic combat, you still get to fight in that fight. You don't just go, oh no, I'm, I've had my fill of heroics, I'll step this one out. <laughs> yeah. He has to fight, but he doesn't get to move yeah. again. Right, yes. No, yeah. I, look, I like that as well because the benefit is a little bit ambiguous there where you say you cannot benefit from two heroics. So, so I'm actually benefiting from a heroic combat if someone heroic combats and jumps in and helps me. That's actually a benefit. Which is something right. I used to do yeah. with my own army of chaining heroic actions, yeah. heroic combats into other heroic combats to make those heroic combats go off. Yeah, no, I think it's just like extra clarification I've got no problem with. It might be a bit redundant. Okay, so now on to some real new stuff. The specialized heroic actions. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I think this is the first thing we've come to where it's like, yeah, this is, yeah, this this is, is 100% this is new. new. Okay, as we've said before, 
All heroes can call heroic move, heroic shoot, heroic combat. However, each hero may have some specialized heroic actions. Now, these include heroic march, heroic strike, heroic accuracy. Now, we already know about those three, and I don't believe that they've changed at all. Heroic those channeling. Those still exactly the same. Channeling, Heroic yep. channeling as well, you're right. And now, on top of that, we have the new heroic action, Heroic Resolve has been added. It is used in the move phase and happens as soon as it is called, which is unlike uh, most other heroic actions. It allows the hero and any models within six inches to roll an extra resist dice against magical powers, but the hero cannot move that turn at all. What do we think about this one? Love it. Very, very useful. Yeah, I I think it's... Like in those necromancer type scenarios, it's going to be interesting. Other than that, it sounds incredibly situational. But at the same point, in the situations where you need it, it is going to be all kinds of useful. I'm just wondering how you know. Plus, you can do how funky, common this you funky know. cool things like resolve with one hero and then use a compel with another hero to bring a model into the resolving heroes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a whole bunch of cool little applications. I've got a question: it. Is it they get an extra resist dice even if they don't have one? Was that the case? Right. Yes. So, if you so have it's essentially resistant, resistant to magic. So if you have a model that's resistant to magic, they get two. They get two. Okay. So okay. Resist, Frodo dice. and Sam in the Shire Bode both have heroic resolve. So yep. someone like Frodo who's not charging doesn't care about giving up his move. He drops heroic resolve. All of your hobbits are resistant to magic. That's two dice on the whole army for a resist. Yep. That's some serious yep. magic defense. Now the downside, of course, is that you basically have to transfix your own hero. So yeah. you, you definitely don't want to be calling this particular action with a hero that you need to be in combat, I think. Unless you have a way of getting a model Unless into combat. Unless you do combat. have some kind of tech, Kylie. Some kind of positioning one of my resources tempo advantage <laughs> to be able <laughs> to get it. And then you ruined it. <laughs> sorry, Thanks, Matt. Sorry. But there you go. Some kind of tech that yep. allows that hero to get into combat regardless. But that's not super common. Okay, Good so Aragorn has... Heroic Resolve as well. So here's an example of a hero that you want to put into combat, whereas, say, yeah, Frodo is not. I can't... I, it would be a pretty rare situation when, when Aragorn's uh, calling Heroic Gandalf Resolve. Gandalf the White has Resolve? Yeah, but okay. I can so see So he that could happening. compel people into him. Gandalf the White's actually not people. bad at combat now. Yeah. Yeah, but, but think about it in that times when you've got Ooh, a nice attacks, defensive nice. situation, your army's behind a wall or something like that, and they're going to attack you by getting you to jump over the wall and, and leave. Like, that's a good Better time one. to resolve. Thandral calls Channel, you call Resolve. That's exactly the situation I was actually thinking of myself, yeah. Same Having out. faced that at Articon, it would be very nice to just be able to call, get an extra dice in there, get a dice in or there Or you, you realise that your hero's too far back, he's not going to be able to get the resist, you call the resolve because that puts it the six-inch resist forwards yeah. onto oh, yeah. your warriors. Great yeah. against resisting, like, troop, troop targeting stuff, nature's wrath and that sort of stuff, yeah. 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 Yep, no. But, just again, but, multiple spellcasters. Like, yeah. I think we're thinking about the big hero too much. Baromir can call it. If you have a couple of small heroes, I'm not sure what the smallest hero that that could call a resolve is, but... Kyrian. Um, perfect example would be Kyrian. Say you have a Kyrian and he's sitting behind Faramir or a Boromir, and Boromir and Faramir are out of will, throwing up that resolve when there's an enemy, you know, ri- uh, ring rape on In the Rahil. table would be fantastic. Additionally, yeah. um, I, I would have to get you to check the wording on this, but it says you can't move, right? Can you still cast spells? Uh, one moment. Um, yes. uh, isn't spells party yes, move? In fact, it actually goes on to say that they can do that. However, they may still do anything else they would normally be able to do, such as cast magical powers. So you could there even you shoot as well, <laughs> yeah. too. Is there any shooting hero that can cast it? Well, Aragorn Frodo is. and Sam, they've both Baz, got their rocks. Yeah. 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 I think Faramir could. Anyway, I think well. we're yeah. in agreement this has got some pretty good 
use. It has Th- some there's use. applications. It's another not- tool in the toolbox, as Jeremy would say. You're not going to see That's it every exactly game, what I would say. but it definitely has its uses. Yes, for sure, for sure. I'm going to call it every game just to, to prove you wrong. Not every army has it, though. Every so. single game. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Got a bunch of heroes with no I, heroic resolve. I Sam. call it heroic resolve. <laughs> Do you have any spellcasters? No. Heroic resolve anyway. <laughs> you get the bingo sheet and it says, call one of every action. Oh, well, perfect. resolve it is. <laughs> Oh, oh, damn, that's much harder to get now. <laughs> yes, yes, wow. it is. I don't have heroes that can call a channel. Hmm. Better ally one in. We need to update yeah. our bingo sheet for this edition. Yeah, definitely. So, an added clarification, or no, it's an actual change on page 70 to Heroic March, is that models that have fly now also add five inches, similarly to cavalry models. Hooray! That just makes sense, really, to be honest. Caca, so, caca. <laughs> That's the same. All models with fly, man. I'm sure it is. Definitely not my best. Every single model that flies. Page 72. Heroic defense has been added. The new heroic action. It is used in the fight phase. The hero that uses this can only be wounded on natural sixes or in the case of uh, need requiring a 6-4+, plus, 6-5+, plus, 6-6+, six, six plus, the first six, again, has to be natural. Have and to be natural. And the following dice have to be natural as well. Which so, is crazy yeah. good for, like, Durin and Dane. I love that so much. Yeah. We can do that old tactic you used to do where you'd put a hero in front of a monster and just hold it up. Yeah, for sure. But only as long as your fight lasts. So instead of calling a strike every turn and yeah, potentially exactly. winning... You're still holding it up as long as your fight lasts, but you're not killing it. You're just surviving. no, but it's it's just the tank thing. Like oh, you go no, in there, and just keep, hold it up. Keep in mind, you can still be barged. True, true. But they're just not barging. killing you. But yeah, that's true. Think think of it like you're going up against, say, Aragorn with Andural. Okay, you just throw a goblin hero with heroic defense into him, and suddenly Andural is not so pointy. So again, Frodo of the Nine Fingers, he can heroic defense up. And that I think turns him into a roadblock. We're literally comparing only two Hobbit heroes at this stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like to see. The first yeah, uh, a lot of the goblin important. heroes have it too, so that's kind of pretty useful there. You I know, just think it's a good way to, to get a hero that you need to survive for a turn to survive yeah. a turn. Bilbo has heroic resolve. Yep. A lot of the yep. dwarf heroes have it too. We used to have to do... We used to strike and shield. That was the main tactic. Strike, shield, hope. Now you can just call heroic defense and rely on... Yeah, hope there's no sixes. Elendil, High King of Gondor and Arnor. Now, David, you're using up all our material in future episodes here by going through every character in the book while no, we're I'm talking a, about I'm it. opening <laughs> random pages, so we've got plenty of material left. Don't worry. Okay, okay. I like that one. All I right, think it's a good so choice. That's defense. I actually don't think it's going to show up that much, but I think it's a good choice. I think when it does show up, it'll be useful. Yeah. I, I can see some really handy chances to use that for sure. Yeah. Especially more if you need, so than oh, sorry, go on. I was gonna say, especially if you need to buy tempo. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll definitely help out with tempo <laughs> for sure. I had to throw it. Will cost you resources though. Pay pay resources for tempo. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Change, well didn't you say day. tempo was a resource? Tempo is a resource, yeah. So you're really just changing resources for resources. Yeah, but that's the resource management aspect of the game. It is. You've got to yeah, get maximum return is. on your resources. Yeah, pay got to pay resources to make resources. And it just enables you to hold your position. <laughs> I was waiting for the P one oh, to come no. in there. So another new heroic action, Heroic Strength, page 73, used in the fight phase. The hero that uses this adds D3 to their strength for the fight phase. So... Pass. Make a comeback, Pass. but it costs a might point. Pass. Uh, no, no, there is one uh, time when this would be very, very useful. Say you have, I don't know, uh, Amy, Amy's fighting against uh, some some Nazgul or Gulliver. Some, Gulliver, that's a good example. Well, no, that's a terrible example. Emma <laughs> versus Gulliver. So you can't get hurled, pretty much. Well, not just hurled. If uh, enemy model charges into you, they won't get knocked down. True. If you're strength six. You just tank the hit and step back. Yeah, you're right. So Gulliver's it's a very good way of 
you know, if you get like multi-charged by a couple of cavalry models, you could, you know, quite easily go heroic strength. Or now if you, you can't knock me over. Or if you have your strength eight hero or whatever, like a Gulliver, he can walk up to a castle wall, hit strength 10 and, you know, start punching into it. Yeah, there are some applications because it actually says that they gain this strength bonus for the duration of the fight phase. Okay, so yeah. we're saying that it works for corner cases like that. We want to increase your strength to compare it to another model rather than actual striking. Are we in agreement yeah. on that? That's yeah. that's one thing. Although yeah, it yeah. is, it can be useful for when you are striking. Pass. Yeah. Prevent you from getting rendered, so wounded on threes and so forth. Yeah, look, I, this is the one that, like, I, I, yes, I, I do. I give you that one, Kyle. The 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 stopping a monstrous attack, whatever it's called now, the monstrous charge. Even just yeah. a regular cavalry charge. Yeah, yeah, I could see that as being useful. But other than that, I feel like this is one that I'm probably going to forget it actually exists. Well, think of it this way. A point of might can be used to add plus one to a dice roll. If you, But you can do it anyway. Like, you can hold on to the might. But it can it. mean it can put plus one to win on all your dice rolls. Yeah, but you're going to call that before one. you roll the dice? That's my concern. What so if I'm you're not. already high a fight? No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. I look forward to when you do call a uh, heroic strength, Kylie. It'll I look happen. forward to it. I, it'll yeah, happen. It'll yeah. happen. Talk to Probably with a white, white chieftain, if I'm being completely honest. Wild, white chieftain. Ooh, okay. I reckon that's going to be my first heroic strength. Yep. All right. So now on to the, the, the best edition, in my opinion, in probably <laughs> the entire world. I'm interested book. to see when this actually happens. I haven't seen it yet. I, I've done it once Have already. You? Have yep. you? Okay. Uh, sorry. I had it done to me, actually. I accepted and then won. So, <laughs> new heroic action, heroic challenge has been added. It is used in the fight phase. The okay, so I actually, David, can you flick to the page seventy-three and actually read us through this one because this one's pretty complicated. Do you want the flavor text as well, or go through the whole lot? No, David. no, no, no italics. Okay, avoiding the italics. Right, uh, heroic challenge, fight phase. Can't tell if that's italics or a different font style. So oh. let's go with it. Upon the field of battle, there are times when a hero will come face to face with an enemy who rivals their skill with a blade and will seek to prove themselves as the better combatant of the two. A hero in bold. That is in base contact with an enemy hero, also in bold, of the same heroic tier, see page 132, or higher, may declare a heroic challenge. Ooh, I actually missed that part when I first heard it. The same heroic tier or higher. You mm-hmm. can't challenge. You can't challenge yeah. plebs. Yeah. That's, you know, you can't. below your unless you're, status. Unless you're, um, I believe it's Shagrat, who's pretty much a pleb himself, who can challenge pretty much or anyone if in you're, the game. If you're yeah. an independent hero or minor hero, whatever they call these safe. days, you can go around challenging anyone. If you've got the rule. There, there yeah. are none. There yeah, but no, because yeah. I was thinking this is like for the big hero to go at some like little heroes. No, it's no. big heroes to go at big heroes. Big heroes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, keep okay, going, Dave. Yeah. Sorry, that was so, that was huge. If an enemy hero bold accepts the heroic challenge, all other models that are part of the same combat, including supporting models, may not roll dice for the dual roll, provide their fight to the fight, or make strikes if their side wins the fight. So they're still in the fight. So they don't get to go off and do other things because they're fighting. They, but just, they just stand don't around and watch. do anything. They cheer. They cheer. Yes. Uh, from this point on, both hero bold models involved in the heroic challenge must charge each other, if able to do so, until one of them has been slain. Other models may not charge either of the hero models involved in the heroic challenge. Whichever hero bold is successful in slaying their opponent, bracket, they must be the one to cause the final blow, close bracket, will immediately gain D3 might points. This can take them above their starting level. If the challenge is declined, then any heroic actions called by the declining hero will not affect any other friendly models until the hero who issued the challenge is slain. End Whoa. section. That's like a whole new game inside a game. There is a, a lot to unpack with that one. Yeah. When you're like, I am bored with Reconnoiteur. 
I am bored with Storm the High Ground. Let us play a new game. It definitely changes the dynamics of Contest of Champions, doesn't it? When Hugely. Yeah. Especially because all yeah. Contest of Champions now is going to be big heroes versus big heroes. Yeah, yeah. just to be to call one of those and say, you're staying here or you're not going to call for your friends. You're not helping them out. But it's... You still look, have to get your hero into base contact with you their You do. Hero. So you have to have already got them in. Which, yeah. So in... I just want to give an example. I played one game the other day. It was Eastlings versus Gondor. I had Gandalf the White and my opponent... Uh, had Amdur. So the entire game, I'm like, I really want to keep Gandalf the White away from Amdur. I don't want to get Heroic Challenge because then my might is useless. And I definitely don't want to accept a Heroic Challenge because then he's going to probably get his D3 might points back. Plus one. Because he has Blood and Glory. Exactly. He's going to get all his might back. There's no doubt about it. That was our entire Easterling review. So it got down to the end of the game and Amdur did somehow manage to get into Gandalf White. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to let the challenge happen. And Gandalf nearly won it because he was able to transfix him every turn because I'm winning all the priorities. So pretty much, <gasps> of course, pretty much, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, it can go either way. You, it should be pointed out that you can still shoot at these models. So if you're evil, there's a significant advantage to it because you, you can shoot into the You don't get the might point back if you shoot them. That's right. Them. You don't get, well, the D3 might points. No, mm. you yes. don't mm. get that. But you can, you, you, you know, you can just win that challenge by making sure that your you, hero doesn't and die. And you still can, if you're losing, throw a screen of your models between the two of you. You can't charge them, so you can that go off and do whatever you want to. That would be very difficult to do, though, because you can't move into their control zones. True. It would yeah. be hard. The only way you I could You could compel them back with someone else. Compel... Uh, barge would be an option if it's a monster. Mm-hmm. There, there are a couple of things you could do, but for the most part, it's going to be very difficult to to break those two apart once the challenge has been accepted. It's going to be interesting. I look forward to playing with it. I I didn't get to use it in the the one game I've played so far, so um, I I'm I'm curious. It, it, I I don't know. I'm going to reserve my my judgment on it until I've seen it a few times because this one I legitimately don't know. Some of the other stuff I think I've got a pretty good idea. This one I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a rule that we know is there but never shows up and someone surprisingly does it, or if it's going to be every single game. Let's challenge. The way I see it is, it's going to be a lot of um, it, it's going to kind of change the dynamics between some of the larger heroes because the ones with challenge, if they are big enough. They're gonna. That's gonna be like a key point to their army. They're gonna be like, I want to get into a hero of the same heroic tier or higher that I can actually beat, and I want to challenge him because it's, think, there's so much of a positive effect. Yeah, especially think, if you get into a wizard or someone like that. That's a exactly. support character. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the big ones that you're gonna look for are gonna be your uh, Gilgalads, your Saurons, your Aragorns, guys that have really big beefy stats to start off with that can go at the sort of the lower end of the big heroes like your Theodens or your um I'm trying to think of another one randomly off the top of my head like you got and all your goth mogs or someone like that or even your ring wraiths or any hero of valor the hero of valor like there are quite a few heroes of valor that aren't all that beefy so yeah. you've got your denethors you've got your Mary, you've got Pippin. There's quite a few. Yeah. If you've got mm. a hero of Valor who's actually pretty good at brawling, then yeah, there's quite a few options for some extra money. I was thinking more of the heroes of legend, the really big ones, because a lot of the heroes of legend uh, heroes have challenge, as mm. I yeah, previously uh, just listed off. On that, I actually think the heroes of legend are going to be far less likely to actually use heroic challenge. Because they're fighting other heroes exactly, of Legend. Yeah. Whereas the heroes of Valor do have the weak links in their, you know, yeah. roster. But think of it this way. Think think of someone like Aragorn going out, say, a Witch King. Aragorn's got the straight up 
stats to take out the Witch King with without, you know... Yeah, true, true. ...the Witch King having much in the way to throw back at him. Yeah, because I guess you've got, like, a Thaden or, you know... Yeah, th- th- There are well. weaker links in the, you know, Heroes of Valor as well. And Heroes of Legends are usually Legends, the, 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 the leaders of an army list, so... So there's points instance, there. Yeah, so. Dalamir is a hero of Legend. There's a couple of other, like, really random ones, like... Another great example, Gandalf the Grey and, and Saruman are both heroes of legend. Those are heroes that They can could be, have an amazing duel. There is a heroes <laughs> that could be quite easily taken out by an Aragorn or a Gothmog. Or a Glorfindel. That's the one I'm or, looking at. Yeah, Glorfindel, Glorfindel, hero of Vela, just going nuts with a challenge. Oh, scary stuff. Because it, it gives you potentially... Some, sometimes a hero can't chop someone down in one turn. You need a couple turns to do it. So it gives you a way to do that. I feel like, I don't know, decline seems like a reasonable option as well. I can see people declining. I think decline will be more common than actual acceptance. Especially if you're low on might already. Yeah. Because if the game's Mm. been going on a bit, your big combat hero has probably been, you know, So it may be a tool, like like you said with the strength, it might be used almost for a different like set of circumstances than you initially think. It could be just used to say, right, you're not getting any standfasts or whatever it is. No, heroic moves. Um, Think of it this way. Think of a cavalry army going into the the main hero of an opposing army and going, okay, challenge, and then you're being forced to decline, at which point the opposing army is now locked out of heroic moves and heroic marches. and Unless he brought a friend to bodyguard his hero. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But the fact is you've locked out the big hero from calling those actions. Yes. Yeah, definitely nothing to be sniffed at. I really like heroic challenge. I look forward to using it. So on page 75... There is a clarification that fate points must be used one at a time. Again, you know, we, we've yeah. seen this before, but it's pretty simple stuff. And they happen before the D3 multipliers, such as yes. Goblin Bane, any of the Banes, or Mighty Blow. Yeah, yeah things like blow, that. Yeah. Black Dart, you know, those those kind of ones. Yep, cool. So it always happens beforehand. Is that the right? Well, it yeah. defaults yeah. too, unless yes. specified otherwise. Yes. Okay, Which is cool. not specified otherwise. It always goes before. Yep, cool. The double-ups always Pretty go much. before fate, or the fate goes before double-ups? Fate, fate before double-ups. Okay, okay. So you get rid of all of them in one go. With, with okay, so if, you, if you've got fate, you've got a seriously good resistance against those double win models. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's Which, again, we've which always done this. We've always done this for years and years. We always take the wound, if we're multiple wounds, before we use the fate. And, again, it's yep. just an example of, yeah, you. if you have two wounds, gen- unless you're giving up victory points for it, you want to take the wound and save the fate points. For when the big multi-wound damage comes exactly. around to you later. In fact, yeah. I had someone in Articon argue that you had to use the fate point and I had to call over a TO and I actually say, do I have to use the fate point? He goes, no. You yeah, have to pick no, when you get to use you the fate point. I'm like, voila. Yeah. Do you, oh, you're losing your fight. You have to use your might points. No. No, I don't. Yeah. So that w- and we're saying that because it says the word may. Yeah. May use mm-hmm. the fate point. You don't have to use Always it. Always may. Yeah. Okay, it is clarified that a cavalry gets the extra attack bonus if the monster is also infantry. Monsters that have a rider are cavalry. So this was already the case, I believe, but you get the plus one attack when you charge with cavalry against monsters that are also infantry. You don't get the knockdown, though. Yep. No, no, it it just makes it clearer. Yep. This is on page 77 now, by the way. So we skipped Excellent. resisting magics? We did. There's a big change there. Okay. Oh, wait, no. It's further explained on page 95. We'll uh, get we'll to it. We'll catch up. We'll catch up. We'll get to it. Also on page 77, it clarifies that brutal power attacks do not count as making strikes. So any special rules or heroic actions that affect strikes don't affect brutal power attacks unless stated. And this the big one here is traps, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So you don't double up if they're, they're trapped. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
with rend. Oh yes. uh, yeah, rend in particular. Every every one of your rending uh, attacks has to go at one model. Yeah, they fixed that one. Is that on yeah. Tim's list? Yeah, yeah. That that is huge because we had rend. I don't think it was the intention. I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But you could actually rend one model and then. Kill it, Kill it and then attack yeah. the others with your normal attacks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you put two damage onto him, tear his arms off, then you're like, got an attack left. I'll just oh, kick I'll this kick guy him, yeah. while, while rending <laughs> or him. Or sit on yeah. him or something. Yeah. Squish him into jelly. So it's just a badly worded one, but now it's it's very clear. You have to target one model and all of yeah. them goes at Yeah, that. so it's like yeah. I'm rending that dwarf hero or I'm attacking all the Kazakh guards. Exactly. Yep. 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 Uh, there's a ruling that has been added support that supporting monsters can't use brutal power attacks. Good. Well done. Also, monsters can only use a single brutal power attack a turn. That's different, isn't it? Because there was one you could it use. It used to two. be if you could, if you called the combat, you could say hurl the model. Uh, if you killed the mold, you could. You could rend, could you? Because you could rend, yeah. and then you could offer heroic combat, and then you could do something else. There was a corner yeah. case uh, where you could. I think mm, uh, possibly the, the big one was hurling off a calling heroic combat, hurling the one model you're in combat with, charging another model, and then re-hurling. The second model that you charge, and then, as you said, Jeremy, rending, killing a model, moving into another model, yeah, rending that model. That's right. You couldn't yeah. heroic combat Hero- with the, a barge. Barge, 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 barge. The one you that was up. the one where they specifically said that you could not. So now you can't double up any of them. Good. Like it. Added ruling. If there is more than one monster in a fight, they can both use brutal power attacks, but you resolve them one at a time. So the second one can only happen if it is still possible after the first one. Oh, uh, no double hurl. So you so can't no tie a rope to the guy, hurl him that way, reel him back in, throw him again. Yeah, I exactly. like to think of it more as, you know, grabbing a guy, tearing him in half, and then one person throwing the lower half and then the other the other monster throwing the, the top half. Yeah, I guess that could work as well. Reduced weight of the projectile, but yeah. The double hurl would be a fascinating case of actually which direction it can go in because of the positioning of the bases. You pretty much got a very limited window could go, so you would be like a little boomerang. You'd be throwing. Doesn't them it go directly back. away now? So you yeah. probably end up hurling into your other monster. Yeah. Now you Speaking would, yeah, of hurls, the directly hells. away rule. The directly away rule comes in. Yes. Yeah. Cent- go on. Yeah. Center <laughs> of the circle. Okay, so yeah, yeah. hurls now have to be directly away from the monster. So center of base to center of base. Yep. Easy. Good. And Love the it. big one is. D3 now instead of D6. Mm. See, if it was just zero, I would be incredibly happy, but D3 I can live with. Yeah, it's a bit more consistent because you kind of know exactly how far they're going to get thrown now. But yeah, I I like it. Monsters got kind of buffed because not everyone can strike, but at the same time, their brew power attacks have been lowered. Like in And the ways to kill them have been reduced because your axes and your stun weapons have their effectiveness. They're tools now instead of... Everyone hurls. Yes. In the one game I've played, we actually had a bit of a debate about this and trying to work out, is it just a single line of the models that gets hit or is it the width of the base? And we we ruled width of the base because it says pass through. It says the line is only for determining direction. It's not for determining who gets hit. And then you pass through. So we, we argued that passing through models means that if any part of the base passes through them or over them, because you don't pass through them, you're not like actually yeah. physically doing that. Yep. Then they'll get hit. So no, we, I believe that's correct. Right? Mm. I yeah. think it's correct. Yeah. It does specify that you do move the model. So yes. to my mind, that would yep. be yeah. bringing yeah. its base with it. Because there, there was rumors that it was just going to be a straight line that you just got from center to center and only hit people on that line. So I'm sort yeah. of glad that it can it's, say without giving too much away because we'll probably get onto this. But uh, the Gundabad shamans who have tremor. Yep. Tremor has actually now been clarified as being a certain width. Oh. So Ooh. That, Ooh. that is a little bit different. And like uh, when, when I say a certain width, it's essentially a, a width of nothing. It's the length of a piece of string. 
but uh, that's pretty long. Sure, but it's a very clear, and I think in this case also very clear that it's the the width of the model's base is the where you, hmm. how you measure it. I can't wait to hurl a, a troll with Treebeard. Yeah, there are a couple of other little changes to hurl. It clarifies that cavalry models pass through take both the strength three hit on the mount and the rider. Uh, that if a oh this is a significant change which it used to do anyway. It, that one yes, uh, I think that was how we always played it. This that one was just a clarification. Yep, this one is an actual change. If a model in a combat is passed through, all models in that combat take a strength three hit and are not prone. No more Ooh. hurling down so a line. Like Sorceress Blast used to do. Yeah. Oh, you Correct. Said, yeah. Like it does, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That no, is that, strength five or less. So if you've got strength six blokes hanging around... It just stops. Uh, no, because it's a multi-combat. Yep. If you hit somebody in the combat, the uh-huh. strength five guy will stay... Well, strength, strength six guy will stay standing up. Right. Well, it still it takes a strength three, three but yes. if yeah. he's strength six or higher... They're probably not going to worry too now, much about Now, this was very clearly to stop the old hurl down the line yes. in such a fashion that you knock over all your opponent's models, but not any of yours. Unless yeah. you're an all-eagle army. Unless that, that exact thing. Sure. No, that is, that, that's a really good change. That's it a is. really good yeah. change, because yeah. that was legitimately one of the dumbest rules in the game where you could do that. that the yeah. pinpoint bowling, how the trolls were the most accurate thing. They could go and they could move models further than you could actually walk mm-hmm. in a hurl. And hit bum 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 bum. I've hit. All, it's like like a comic book. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like knocking over like, all of them. They're precision bowlers. They're like you know. You, you see that guy over there. You see his left eye. You see the speck of dust in his left eye. I'm aiming for that. Yeah. Watch yeah, me absolutely. hit it every yep. time. Yep. And it's like oh, oh, one of my guys has got his arm slightly out. Don't worry, I've got it. My hurl will pass around that. Yes, did it. It's like wanted bending bullets, except oh, it was your bending bodies. I'm I'm looking forward to hurl being a lot less useful. One more small addition to hurl: as soon as it has been completed, the combat immediately ends. There's no more striking at a model that's ten inches away. Yes, so, and how many inches? Well, it's probably going to be. And an this means your second now. monster yeah. then can't do a barge. Correct, because yep. the combat ends. Yep. Also, also the the situation of heroic combat, where you call a heroic combat, you hurl a model. And it doesn't die. You can't then have a super long pike striking at it and killing it with someone else. That's it. Yeah. Or you multiple combat. Yeah. You hurl that one. Your spearman kills the other guy you're fighting. Yes. You could roll the spearman first, but that's a different thing entirely. But if you kill the model, you don't get to. You don't yeah, get to do the hurl. Multi combat. Yeah. Right. So if you're yep. fighting two of them, spearman attacks first, then you hurl yep. the other one. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So barge page 79 there were changes to barge only a clarification clarified that if it is possible for a model to be backed away the full three inches it must do so i think that was in the faq faq was made to the rule book which is good that's pretty much what they've done actually a lot of those faqs just got simply added into the rules my my thought is i've probably written beforehand and then came from a draft of the rule book into an faq probably right yeah yeah. because some of the some of the faqs we teased before of being actually erratas i have a feeling this is why yeah, true. Yeah, true. Uh, mon- so, yes. monstrous cavalry rules yes. have been removed, and instead we've got the monstrous charge special rule put into place. Yep. Or or war beasts. Okay, so war. <laughs> okay, I very really excited war about war beasts. Page eighty and eighty-one. War beast rules are being added. This creates a new class of monster called war beasts for models such as the Moomark or the Great Beast. So, Amazing. the rules are the same as the extra rules of the old Moomak profile with the following adjustments. Clarified that if the war beast is a hero, only the commander counts as a hero and leader of the warband, not the beast itself. Yes. Clarified that a war beast counts as two models for your breakpoint, one for the commander and one for the beast. Mm-hmm. Added ruling that war beasts cannot use brutal power attacks unless specified otherwise and cannot carry objects. 
Warbeast can now enter difficult terrain if they can fit, but they halve their movement. I like that that change a lot. Yeah, that that's a good one, actually, because before it was yeah. really tough to make stuff move around. Yeah. Like, most war beasts are the sort of thing that you would see them moving through the terrain rather forcefully. Yeah. Not this sort of thing going around it. Yeah, yeah no. Mumax through forests. Yes, like, that would end badly for your forest, surely. Surely. Clarified that models that remain stationary do not count as moving, no matter how far the beast moves. So that's in, in terms of shooting, I think. Uh, yeah. Yes. Models on the howdy. Yep. Added that the commander's heroic marches affect the beast as well as heroic moves. So you can get an extra three inches up. So that that's a huge change. That that allows you to get that extra movement oh, that you yeah. need for trampling and such. Yes, yeah. Mm. Very nice. A war beast must now move its full distance unless stopped when coming into contact with a model. Wow. That yeah. that's pretty massive. That one got yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. That is day. huge actually. Because before you could just stop at any point in your move, yeah. right? You had to move in a straight line. But you could stop wherever you wanted. Now you can it, still choose to stop if you hit a friendly model. You don't have to trample them. Right. Okay. So okay. you could send a guy forwards to like you know with the red like and green paddles to wave him in and like park your mumo. <laughs> um, okay. In fact, I was doing that in in some yep. of the, once like, I steady, found out about steady, that. Yeah. Bring her forwards. Steady. So it, it's not as not as bad as it looks. You can still go. Uh, it's still pretty manageable. much as far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you great... can't just get that perfect positioning, Kylie. Can unless you, you plan ahead. Unless, unless you plan, plan ahead. well ahead and your opponent doesn't mess with those plans. But yes, no, no, not not such a bad change. The Great Beast of Gorgoth is so good now. Ooh, yeah. Cause it's so good now. Well, how did it work before? You you just had to keep going? No, it just moved. It just moved around as normal. It just moved, so you could wander all over the place. But now it does two strength six trample hits. Ooh, okay. No, no, no. When, this, is not a, this is not a discussion about profiles. We're talking about rules here, Kylie. Very but it's important so rules. good. Still one, <laughs> Don't worry, one we'll important get, change. Calm down. All that material is I've got a few more here. Okay. Clarify that if a war beast is affected by a heroic march, it will still trample. As yes. we just mentioned before. So, marches from your from your commander can affect them, and they still trample. Extra trampling, that's what everybody wants. Indeed. Okay, so, war beasts and magic. Models with magical powers can use them on a war beast, either selecting the war beast bold itself, or one of the crew members as the target. Magical powers that affect multiple targets will automatically affect both the war beast and its crew if it is in range of the model. So, that means your channeled wrath hits the war beast, hits the crew. Only by affecting the driver with a magical power, such as a transfix or compel, will impede a war beast model's movement in bolt. Bracket. Thereby causing it to remain stationary or take a move as described by the magical power. Close bracket. Finally, magical powers such as Sorcerer's Blast, Nature's Wrath, and Core Winds will not move the war beast bold or knock it prone, although they will still inflict damage as detailed in the magical powers description. If a model riding a war beast is targeted by a Sorcerer's Blast, it is damaged normally but not moved. Instead, you roll a dice. On a 1 or a 3, it gets knocked prone in its position. On a 4+, plus, it gets knocked out of the war beast and suffers falling damage. Yeah, so, so a lot of the similar stuff that we had for the Moomak earlier. Hmm. A lot yeah. of it's just a clarification. But it affects the war beast now. That the, you the can... Great war beast. beast. The yeah. great beast. It affects the great, great beast. beast now too. And as a clarification, you definitely can compel a Moomak. You can you can walk up with your Ringwraith and you can borrow the opponent's war beast for a turn. <laughs> yep, Definitely. Uh, it's also been added that the howdah is always counted as in the way for the models in it. So I don't think that was always the case anyway. No, but no it's the it guy standing on the front of the howdah of the, the Moomuk. The bifork. It yeah. used to have a special rule where it only counted if it actually was in the way. Yeah. Now it's just is, part so of the howdah. So that's not the case for the front guy? Yeah. Are you sure about that? I have a feeling that's actually in the Moomuk rules. I'm pretty sure I checked because it was the Moomuk, so I looked okay. it up. But I will double check just, you know, for the 
interests of being, yeah no problem know. while you do that i'll just continue with the the war beast rules so only monster uh, only monster models with a strength equal to or lower than the Moomuk are knocked to the ground. Interesting. It's got like strength nine. Strength nine. So how many strength ten models are out there? Kylie, this is your question. This is not my question. Strength ten. Uh got, Barog. Yeah, yeah, we've got Enrage Enrage Beast Shelob. Enrage Beast Shelob or Spider Queen. Or the um what was the heroic up your strength move? Yeah, that any thing? monster that calling that. It? But that's in yeah. the fight phase, not the move phase. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Damn. There's Castle one more. Walls. I've, I've said um, Smaug. No, Smaug. Smaug. What about Obviously. Standard Dragon, Baby Dragon? What's he No, said? Baby Dragon uh, strength seven. seven. Oh, Baby Dragon. Weak little Baby Dragon. Okay. Um, this is about the Mahood Beastmaster Chieftain. As he is crouched low upon the edges of the howdah, the Mahood Beastmaster Chieftain counts as being in the howdah for the purpose of in the way rolls and other effects that would affect the howdah. That's a change. That's definitely yeah. a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to be able to just give him a broadside and knock him off. Yeah, because yeah. every time the Moomark turned around to charge you, the guy would be standing there on front waving his arms going, hey, look at mm. me, look at me. <laughs> hey, yeah. shoot me, please, shoot me. No, good change. Clarified that a war beast cannot be hurled. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, <laughs> added an exception that if a war beast is fighting another war beast or another model with a similar rule, such as Smaug, the smaller will back away. If they are the same size, you simply roll off to see who backs away. So that removes the old, uh, what was it? When an immovable object hits an immovable that's object, yeah. which of them moves? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, neither of them move. Yeah, they just stay there. Yep, yep, that's fine. Does this mean okay. we can green stuff up our Moomark to be a bit more, you know, bulky than the other person's this Moomark? Is, I think they're referring to base size in oh. this case. This yeah. is the closest we're ever going to get to a Smaug on the base rule, I'm pretty sure. Smaug on base? Yeah. Smaug on base. Because if they base. take it off the base, it's a smaller model because yes. it's not oh, there. Yes, it is. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, Smaug on base. I actually brought the Smaugon base roll up at Articon, and it, it got I got I got looks I got very venomous looks by some of the people who I mentioned this rule to. No, I did. Why? They were not a fan of it. Was the Smaug? I do not, not know why. Or? I do not understand why. No, the Smaug was painted. Okay, it's a beautiful Smaug. In that case, beautiful it should base. be on the base. It was amazing. I'm like, yeah, Smaug on like, base. Oh, but it gets in the way. And I'm like, you move everyone else around the Smaug. Yeah. And to be fair, it was like table 10 out of like 110 tables. It was like, no, no, no. That that's means even more worse. people looking that's, at yeah, it. Exactly. So, yeah, like, so just to clarify, Kylie, under the new rules, um, a venomous look, is, does that have the venom special rule? Yeah. So you re-roll the look. I thought so. Which yes, means you look yes. and then if you, you turn away, again. you can look again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's gotcha, how it gotcha. works. Ooh, nice. Okay. More war beasts. Which they Crew are no longer take an additional strength nine hit when a war beast is slain. Just the falling damage. Which is still a lot. Hooray! Has falling damage changed? Is it still? The I'm pretty sure it's still the same. Is it just literally measure how many inches up it is, and that's pretty how much? Yep. How much? Yeah. Yeah. If you've got an extra tall model, they might take like one less because you know you measure the height of the model. So fun, I measure. Fun, fun fact: the great beast is two strength three hits, and the commander do takes three strength three hit. I checked. Cool. <laughs> I checked. The great beast. Damn it! I was going to convert model. my um, 150 points of amazing. My great beast to be in like a rearing pose. I better not do that. I'll convert it like crawling along the ground. Great beast, you should try it. Well, I Jeremy, have seen you need a to try the great pirate Moomark where the commander was really up good. about like, you know, a good like twenty two inches. So no one could shoot at him, but the full damage that guy would take if the you know Moomark went down. So Kylie, should I put insane. together my remaining three great beasts? Yes. <laughs> the answer to that question is yes. So I can finally do my warband of troll they chieftain leading so eight good. trolls and four great beasts. They are so good. No, no, you can do an entire warband of great beasts. Oh, easy. The archers in it do not count for your bone limit. 
Oh, damn it, I have to buy another eight then. Do we have more any more great beasts? Do we have any more well, warbeast changes? The thing is that they don't come in their own in what? other people's war bands now. They're their own war bands. Uh, so the dude with the spear at the front, he's a hero now. Ooh. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. He's a command or commander or commander. Spear. Oh, so I can't do it as a war band. No, but you can take twelve twelve of them individually for like what's I'm, that? I'm not doing that. Hundred hundred many points. One thousand eight hundred points. I'm not doing that. Finally, finally Forty percent more for Australian points. Oh my god. <laughs> it <laughs> happens. Now, there is a situation where the currency is exactly the same, right? <laughs> true, points are the true. same everywhere. <laughs> when a war beast stampedes, you don't have to roll to see if the models fall on it fall off anymore. And that's it for war beasts. So that's there good. Is, yeah. There is oh, one fun fact, always keep an orc shaman next to the great beast. Okay, there is one clarification. I'm not sure if it's a direct change from last edition or just last time I fought a war beast. Uh, but you take the stampede checks when the model is wounded rather than at the start of the Mumux move. The okay. reason being, if you wound it with shooting and then you win priority next turn, it used to be a case of I could, could pin it or I could let it test its courage. Now you know when you wound it whether or not you need to pin it or not. Yeah, and I, I think I prefer that because I think it's just a little bit easier to remember. You just take it, take a wound, take the test. Take a yep. wound, take the test. Yeah, and then, and then you'd you know stop testing once there. it fails, wouldn't it? Cause yeah, it's, yeah easy. Do they still have that rule where you auto-pass if you... No. You've got to take every test. Okay. Jolly good. So you take five wounds at a turn, you're taking five stampede checks. Yeah. Same with the dragon and Shilob running away, yep. that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Page 83 we're skipping ahead to. So, weapons and war gear. Models now do not automatically have single-handed weapons. And th- this is going to become very important because there are actually quite a few models that only have two-handed weapons. So I'm sure we'll come to those... On a future podcast. Yes. However, yes. for now, for now, what single-handed weapons models have now will be listed in their profile. If it's not listed as either two-handed or hand and a half, it is single-handed. Hand and a half, I hear you say. What is this hand and a half you speak of? Well, there is a new class of weapons. The hand and a half weapons has been added. We are the- so on point when Matt has to be all four of us at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm still looking up if I have to take multiple courage tests. You lot carry on. I, I do like, <laughs> this is going to be important. I do like asking and answering my own questions, i got to say. I could do he does like doing like- that. He sometimes does it alone <laughs> when he's in the shower. What? Uh, yeah, okay. How These- do you know he's doing no, that he's alone no, in the shower? No, no, move on, move on. These are now a more general classification. This is the hand and a half weapons we're talking about, of course. More general classification for weapons like elven blades they can be used as single-handed or two-handed weapons so you, you clarify at the start of the fight whether you are using it single-handed or two-handed additionally there's a clarification that two-handed weapons apply to both roles if two are required for a for example six four plus to wound yep. and also you now look at a model's profile rather than the model to see what special strikes a model can make so it's it's obviously special strikes are much clearer now to tell which models can use them, specifically mm. for heroes, I think, because yes. her- heroes can never change them. Um, we'll, we'll get on to special yeah, strikes can, a bit they? later. I, uh, can they? I didn't think Sorry? heroes could. What was the question? I thought heroes were always stuck with Hold what weapons they have. Hold that thought. You keep, yes. you keep reading. Yeah. Named heroes uh, cannot change Sorry, their yeah. war gear. Named heroes, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. There we Sorry, go. There, captains, yes. captains, captains, captains can change. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I can give a flail to my captains, for example, for five points. Sure, for or some an axe. dumb reason. Or a club. I wanted to do that. Well, I wanted to downgrade them for five or points. A <laughs> okay. So yeah, hand and a half weapons. What do you think? I, I kinda like it. I uh, like it. Yes. Yeah. I'm really disappointed I didn't change two handed weapons. Oh no. Jeremy doesn't like two handed weapons. Oh they, they just don't you have to get to a critical mass of attacks to make them worthwhile or a huge difference in the, the strength of defence. 
and I just don't think they're quite there. And I think there's a lot of times when we're doing things like, um, well, some of the upgrades we'll get to and some of the other special rules on them, like things like Burly and Master Forged and this sort of stuff to counteract the fact that two-handed weapons are probably not as good as they look. They can be good, but I, I don't know. I, I they're, just, they're a coup de grace weapon. I they're just don't know what to do with them. With the, with the current mechanics, the, the, the one minus the dual roll is really like quite a punishment. It's terrible, isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah, it really is. The theory is if you've got, say, a multi-attack hero, it's one point of might on the to-win roll, and it's the equivalent of like four or five points of might on the to-wound roll is one theory. So you put in like an Alrond, he's on a horse, so he hits four attacks, you spend one might to might up the wound roll, and all eight dice to wound are at yeah, plus one. It's just yeah, but might is a finite resource... Thank you, Matt. You know, Appreciate you're it. Welcome. You're welcome. And you need to position really well to get the most out of two-handed weapons. Also, thank you, Matt. <laughs> which allows you to up the tempo of yeah. your no, play. No, that was the incorrect use of the word no? tempo. Oh, crap. I was doing so well up till then. Anyway, <laughs> two-handed weapons um, do not Jer- speed the game up. Yeah, Jeremy's yeah. absolutely right. Two-handed weapons definitely... Uh, the, the negative outweighs the positive the vast majority of the time, I would say. Except in really, like, set-up when, situations. When you already have a massive advantage in or a Or if you need combat. to lose a combat and die. Yes, yes. That too. Yeah, that's a good example. And, and look, are you suggesting that two-handed weapons are a non-lethal option? But when you do not wish to kill the opponent, oh, no, no, you no, go to... No, when you need to die. Semi-lethal. Hand yeah, and a half lethal. But, but the fact that there are some models now that come with two-handed weapons, I think that changes... You know, not a bad thing. Yeah, look, just as an example, um, Mario Goblin Prowlers can no longer fight with just a hand weapon. Yeah, that's a very interesting change yeah. there. Wait, this just in. On the courage rules, <laughs> oh if God, you are affected by multiple courage tests by the same source, you auto-pass subsequent yeah, ones. Yeah, we knew that. It specifically yeah. says... In s- <laughs> it doesn't mention it under War Beasts. In Survival Instinct, which is your Shelobs and your Dragons, your friends, it specifically says this is an exception multiple courage tests rules that's not listed that i can see under your great beasts and so so shelob will have to take multiple courage tests your great beast unless i've flat missed it does not all right we might need to call in the rules lawyers on this one and, and have them scour these survival instinct words. specifically says this is an exception for taking yeah, multiple courage yeah. tests. okay so we'll, we'll look into that so full further. power to the mumak yeah that might be an <laughs> faq situation but i i can't imagine that that was what they were going for i think if they've said now that when you take the wound, you check the courage, it seems unlikely that passing the first one would prevent you from but stampeding the, from the next Agreed. One. It's the yeah. same wording on both of them, except oh, no, I, I totally specifically has yeah, the second sentence. I, I totally agree with you in terms of the way the rule is written, if that's the case. I'm, I can't read it myself right now, mm-hmm. but uh, I would suggest that that is not the intention. I think that everything they write is the intention. You think so? Yes. You think that it doesn't matter what you really meant to say, but what you actually said? Yes. Gotcha. I'm gonna, it's okay. called doubling down, and I think it's very important. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, oh, you know. That reminds me of a story. I remember Jay, <laughs> when we were uh, at Articon, Jay actually mentioned, I don't. I can't remember if we've told you this already. I made I a point to tell you, but uh, he did. Oh, we yeah. We certainly did. I don't think we said it on, on the recording, but uh, he definitely mentioned that sometimes in the past, rules have actually been cut out by people who actually edit the book. And who, who need to fill a certain amount of space, and it comes down to space okay. rather than what actually needs to be said. So, under that picture of the Moomuk, you see there's actually more text under that picture. 
uh-huh, and it uh-huh. actually means that it gets free heroic moves every turn. It's oh, just covered okay, by the picture. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yep, yeah. clearly the intention of the rules writers. So what, what Jay told us is, for instance, the the rule in which uh, spears could only support models of the same base size or smaller, that was actually just flat cut out by an editor. And that so had that, nothing to do with the rules writers. actual text box would fit on the page. Yeah. What about the one where you can drop weapons after losing combats? No idea. He didn't go through every single is example. Interesting. Oh, this is... This is Mind equal blown. Bang. Are you allowed to say this? Uh, is this... Yeah, uh, this is free information. This is... Free information. Wow. This is... <laughs> yeah, send your Unless non-profit if you... <laughs> send us in your non-profit, yeah. That must be incredibly frustrating as somebody writes the rules. Oh, yeah, so Jay was quite he, heated when he, he said it. definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he I cannot like imagine in a situation where someone who wrote something and then got it cut out to fit a picture in would but be really happy. That happened to Tolkien as well. You read yep. some of his footnotes and he's like, yeah, they um spell-checked all of my words, which as a guy who invented his own language, having the editor spell-check his words, that made him angry. I, I feel like he doubled down on some things as well. He did as well later Quite on possibly, because, you know, yeah. but some of the early editions are just spelt completely differently because the editor's like, that's, it's not Elvish, it's Elfish, yes. but things like that. Legitimately, this, I know for a fact that this is an a issue in publishing, just in publishing in general, where sometimes stuff gets cut out that was never intended to be cut out and for, for reasons that you really wouldn't want it to be. But like, Jay, Jay seemed very genuine. I definitely believe that he was telling the truth on this matter. I, oh, I no, he's got no sure. reason to lie on this one. Yeah, because no. this is like, why would you provide extra information for it? He doesn't have to. Exactly. He didn't have to say anything at all. I, yeah. No, I, I think he was absolutely legitimate when he told us that that is why some of these rules are the way that they were. It makes a lot of sense for when the... Um, the stuff that gets errated, like changes the rules. If there was something that was omitted in the actual publication, that that sort of yeah leads creed into that. Interesting, very interesting. Thanks for sharing that. That's actually yeah, no problem. Yeah. That was the highlight of my episode so far. <laughs> oh no, that's not a good sign. No, 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 no. I like the other parts as well. Equal highlight. Everything equal is equally highlight. highlight. Everything is actually just very good. Okay, good. So we were on hand and a half weapons onto uh, page eighty. Now, only an infantry model can now support with a spear. So, immediately, Jeremy went, Dolt, gotta change all those Citadel Guard back. No, I didn't. I said something nasty to you and Kylie, who wrote me shopping list and made me (laughs) freaking put spears on my Citadel Guard horsemen, which I have never actually used in a game, which you two have. And Uh, now, the first thing I have to do is chop off the damn spears. What's worse? No, no. You can't use them whilst you're mounted. But if you get dismounted off your horse, you still have your spear. No, because they exchange their weapon. So you've got a spear or a bow. And there's no okay. option of no I'm weapon. Say, I'm not saying he has to take off the spear. I'm so saying he what, has to take off one of the What weapons. Kyle is suggesting Kyle is, is to right. get rid of the bow, which is actually useful when you're on the horse, for the completely useless spear when you're on a horse. Which I am probably going to do because it looks damn cool with the spear. Cool. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm down for that. All right. In All the right, same way that I'm paying an Thank extra you, point. Thank you, Jeremy. My orc warriors, I have to pay an extra point to give them flails now. Or I have my stun <laughs> guys. Because I have flail orc warriors. Yeah. Hey, I have stun Citadel Guard. I've got to figure out a way of putting spears on those guys Stun's now. good, though. Stun's <laughs> yeah, good. but there's no option for not having a spear. I've got to now somehow put spears on them. Oh, yeah. Zolt. Spears stuck into the ground standing next to them. <laughs> put a yeah, club on a spear. Funnily enough, the very next rule that we come to is uh, about infantry models only being able to support models that have the same base size or smaller. So that was just the actual example that Jay gave me in real life at Articon, but that is the very next rule we come to, and it has been re-added yes. and not cut out by a publisher this time, so very good. Unless you got the edition with different pages. Yeah, also, if you fun got that fact, one, kudos. Gilgalad Spear is now an actual spear. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. I mean, so that's fight not, nine spear, that, that sounds okay. useful. <laughs> 
They use Which, it in the example on the oh, next they? page, Matthew. Oh, wow. Okay, examples. That's good. So, Agos. Am I saying yes, that right, David? Agos? Agos? Uh, you're the pronunciation person. I am the pronunciation So, Agos. it's your call. You're right. It's Agos. You? I, I, Agos. Was just, I was just like being considerate by throwing it to you, but no, it is Agos. You're absolutely right. Okay. I so sing about it. I don't actually know <laughs> how to pronounce it. Can I take the next one? The Pikes? Say about the Pikes. Okay. So, Pikes, if you carry a Pike and like a bow... Or a crossbow or a shield, you suffer a minus one penalty into the duels, which means we don't have to deal with stupid Urukai pike crossbow shield wall things. Hooray! No yes, more stupid still, Urukai pike crossbow shield they wall things. Not, not with a pike really? and a crossbow. They, s- they get neg one to their dual rolls. So, so when you're piking, you're at neg one. So you still get the extra. Like, is there any problem on the strength roll? I legitimately hope that people do no, still take them. Well, I don't the want them. I don't is, like them. It's an easy no, win. If, dumb. No, here's the point. If you were taking a pikeman. It would be a stupid idea to then give them a crossbow because it detracts their main purpose. If you're taking a crossbowman, it's only an extra one point or so to give yeah, them yeah. the pike, which can even an extra dice on a neg one is still better than no extra dice. So if you take crossbowmen, it could still be worth giving them. Pikes. People would put spears on their. If their you take pikemen, it's a stupid idea. Don't don't put crossbows on your pikes. Put pikes on your crossbows. Either way, I'm happy. It's an extra. Yeah, it's a good change. Right. Good change. Thank you. But if you've converted the model, it's not useless. That's what we're saying. You no. still have options. All right. Yeah. I want to take the next two. Elven made weapons. No, no. Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Slow down. We're what? still on spears. So spears. there are a couple more clarifications. A model with a spear is not considered part of the fight, but can benefit from a banner. This is how I've always played it. Yeah. Likewise. Everyone else. Okay. Everyone very else. good. And also clarification that a spear-armed model with a bow can't shoot and support in the same turn. So good, couple of clarifications there. So you can have a bonus spear, so those range the north models don't get to go in the bin. Correct. Yep. No problem with that. Unlike my so, silver guard. There has also been, for the very first time, added into the main rules, the new weapon, War Spears, which have the same rules as from Old Harrod, so it counts as a lance while mounted, or while with the cavalry keyword, I think it says there. Yeah. And uh, as a spear with the infantry keyword. And it now comes as standard on the Haradrim Chieftains. They've all gone up four points. Very nice. Because they're wandering around with this thing going, oh, now what do I do? I'm on foot. Mm. <laughs> they're on a horse. They're always on a horse. Put them on a horse, David. Yeah, but that's telling me how to play my game. I <laughs> I'm don't telling want you how to play them game. to write lists for me. I want to write my own list. Well, then you're in the wrong edition, quite frankly. Yeah, I've noticed. It's quite <laughs> Tell us about Elven Blades, Kylie. Yay, Elven Blades. So they're the same as the old Elven Blades, except they're not hand and half anymore. So Elven made weapons, which is pretty much any weapon made by an elf. So pretty much every elf in the game has this now. Which is great. You win roll-offs on a 3+, plus instead of a 4+. Plus. And if you're evil, you win roll-offs on a 4-, minus instead of a 3-. minus. That makes sense to me. <laughs> I Unless agree you've with both that got elven weapons. And then it's just normal. Yeah, and if you both have elven blades, then no one receives an advantage. And then, and then my favourite one, Masterforged Weapons. Ooh. Models using Master Forge weapons do not suffer a minus one penalty to the rule roll for having a two-handed weapon. So they've got the good two-handed weapons. Yeah, so like dwarves. They got, they got the good ones. But, but, yeah. but more in particular, Narsil is the, a Master Forged weapon. So the difference here the example is that... here, they've got a Lendial as well. Yeah. He's got <laughs> okay. plus one to wound now. It's great. So this is this sounds like almost the same as Burley, but Burley's got the additional you can carry heavy things. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yep. And like, what was the other one? Something like Combat Master or whatever, which stopped yeah. you getting unarmed. Yeah, a Weapon Master. Western Weapon Master. Yeah. yeah. Which means you can fight without weapons. Yeah. Always useful. There was a lot of stuff in the, the Hobbit and rules chop. that yeah. never Don't really forget got chop. used much. Oh, Chop. Good old Chop. Chop. 
Yeah. Chop, so chop, chop. They I, have belly I suspect now too, by the, the do the African guard thing, is it still called chop or they just No, no, no. They moment. just have belly. Yeah, okay, good. I, Why would they need really belly? Annoying they give them master forged like, weapons. Well, they have... Because <laughs> they can carry heavy things. Oh, they have hand and half African guard now, dude has master forged weapon. Okay, all anyway. right. So now a staff of power is a hand and a half staff. Interesting change. Wow. So will you that can get bonk used? people Probably on the not. head of it with the bat, with the uh, stun special strike, which we'll get to in a moment. Sure. If you, yep, yep. Uh, and you can fight single handed. That's, so, that's a big thing. That's okay. a big change. Mm-hmm. It means Massive. if Gandalf Huge gets shattered, shattered, you can still fight with one weapon. Poor old shattered Gandalf. So there is now a new classification of a weapon that has been around for a very long time, but it's finally made it into the rule book: the whip. It counts as a throwing weapon with a range of two inches and a strength of one. Not going to be doing much damage with those. Unless you've got like 50 of them. Sharky's Rogue's armies could potentially pull yeah, that many. They nay, nay. Points, nay, nay. Did they? Yeah. Oh. The, the ruffians went up. Same with the hobbits. Oh. Nay, nay. No, no, okay, don't. <laughs> if you <laughs> Next. have ever had a taskmaster charge into combat and kill a model with a whip, you will know what I'm talking I, about. I have. And I, Do it, not snuff at the whip. Don't I had my them. paralyzed cave troll get whipped in the face in battle companies. That was embarrassing. That does sound embarrassing. <laughs> How did it get par- No, don't tell me. Okay, next. New rules added for changing the weapons on a model. Now, this, this is actually pretty important. We glossed over this before. Because for, for a lot of people, they would have changed around their weapons quite a bit, especially if they're nasty, cheesy rules people. Yeah, but like, like, like putting flails on all their orcs. Start blue tacking axes on and that sort of thing. Ah, uh, yeah, they lost the chop special rule. So they're not—they're punishing you a bit, but not completely. So they've lost a little bit of their power, but not completely. You can now exchange weapons on a warrior or unnamed hero, as we mentioned earlier. But named heroes—they're stuck with what they've got. The, this costs one point per warrior or five points per hero. You can only change weapons from the following list into weapons also from the list: axe, club, dagger, flail, hammer, mace, maul, pick. Staff or sword. You can change one into another at the cost of one point for a warrior or five points for a hero. Weapon. I cannot wait to do the mathematical analysis on changing an axe to a flail. It's going to be so good. I, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the weapon must be the same class. So a single handed weapon stays single handed, two handed becomes two handed, etc. Yep. If flail. a model has been converted to have, I have one two of those types of. Guy. He's actually <laughs> won a combat and killed two models with it. Wow. That's great. <laughs> um, if a model has been converted to have two types of weapons, they must choose which one to use at the start of the battle. Okay. Sure. Cool. Sure. All right. On page 87, so we're still on special strikes here. It's been added that a bash can be done first, and then other models in the combat benefit from the enemy being prone. Hooray. Which was the uh, same case. No. Oh. No, not how- the case before. It was frequently played, but not technically, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before, it hmm. would have been you bash, but you still strike as though it was standing with the other model. Now, oh. now yeah, when that you caught bash... me a couple of times because I yeah. thought it was first. Like, that's why yeah. I was bashing to knock you over to I, double strikes. I must admit my spreadsheet is wrong then because I did that assuming oh, no, it's that now it was first. correct. Now it's right. Now it's correct. Yeah. Yes, I don't have to update it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, future proofing there for me. Brilliant. Uh, okay, so good. That's uh, a change that we weren't even fully aware was a change. So Bash used Brilliant. to be even worse than it was. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't good. No. It's it now was, great. Cause it, cause, yeah, because I found the cases it was good and it wasn't many, and then that was using the new rules. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the best bit is we now have Faint and Stab for the Stab. Yeah, tell us about Stab, Kyle. For the Stab. So Faint's exactly the same. 
um, except you ha- you only faint when you're equal or higher fight. But if you're lower fight, you have to stab for the stab. So you lose yeah. a fight, yeah. you take a strength yeah. two hit, isn't it? Correct. So if Correct. you lose a fight, you take a strength two hit when you roll. elect to yep. stab. And I actually had this happen to me yesterday when I had a game against James. He trapped my um, orc captain thinking, oh, I've got hate orc folk. I'm going to take down this orc captain easily. And I went, hang on. James is stabbing. So I decided to shield and then proceed to watch as three Woses uh, killed themselves by trying to stab the uh, shielding orc captain. Oh, no. <laughs> Very nice. Very risky trying to stab, yeah. So I, I actually, I quite like that change. It, it It's going to prevent some of those lower defense armies from trying to get at Getting too fancy. Get, get just the free ones to reroll ones to wound every single combat. And it makes cinematic sense because the feint is, you know, you go in for, you know, a pretend shot, you draw them out of position, and then you stab them, which requires more skill than your opponent because you've got to make two strikes to their one. Whereas you, you can't see Goblin Town, you know, like, you know, up in the full fencing pose, like, on guard. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But I can see them jumping in and trying to stab you. Yes. Though. Yes. Yeah, look at the stab. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose a different view on this one. I'm actually really disappointed in this change because this is like my whole comedy material for the podcast gone about those goblins who are against the the elves are doing the faint and the old fainting against the wall and all this sort of stuff that you used to be able to do. Like, that was that was gold. Was does the gold. wall still have a fight value? Because they might still be higher fight than the wall. So they can still I don't think the wall it. does, isn't it? You order hit, so you could Yeah, so you can hit. still faint against it. You can still faint against walls. Crazy. Yeah, well, because the bricks just sort of come out towards you. Well, you've got a higher no, fight value than... They're drawn in into your shot and then you just turn around and you scrape the mortar out. Yeah, br- brick walls are not known for their speed and agility, so it's quite easy to, you know... Catch them on the flank. <laughs> I don't know. There was one in. Oh no, I won't talk about that. That's a bit morbid. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, no, I remember that. Okay, couple more to go here. Uh, page eighty-seven. Piercing strikes now only increase strength by one instead of D three. Great, great change. And you still lose D three when uh, you lose the combat. Correct. So your defense still goes down by D three. Strength only ever goes up by one with an axe. So there will be some situations where if you look at the wounding chart, it won't help you. Correct. Correct. Because you'll go yep. from a five plus to a five plus. Still not yes. a massive fan of strikes, but at least we don't get the second roll. At least we don't yes. have to. It cuts down time. So that was one of my big criticisms of Honestly, it. Honestly, I would have liked to see that the second the the D three defense going down just straight up just being you three. lose three defense. Yeah. And then yep, you don't have agreed. to do the math. Yeah. Or even just two, because then it's always a change. Yeah. It's yep. always a That'd bigger risk than reward. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And finally, stun is now only successful on a five plus. Or a six plus if you're targeting a monster. Boo. Instead of a four plus. Now look, stun wasn't even that common before anyway. Yeah, it was Why? good. It, wasn't it was really common. Cool. But it because it the times that I used it, it was insanely powerful. Mm, yeah. okay. so Stun lock okay. is no longer If you a thing. put yeah. a random warrior in with a hero, that hero could not afford to lose that combat. Because if they did, 50-50, their fight one, attack one. Yeah. Uh, if Super you have a monster yeah, and yeah. you can put three or four stun models into combat with a monster, once you win that first fight, so hero goes in strikes, which is now harder to do, you could drop the stun lock. And then you've got Smaug sitting there, one attack, one fight. Going, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it can... I can see how it definitely could ruin opponents' enjoyment of the game. So, yeah, 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 fair enough. I would have liked to see if you go two-hand with a stunning weapon that adds plus one to that roll. But, you know, whatevs. And it's so easy to work into the army as well. 
And yeah. uh, you pay your point, you yeah, get your yeah stone. exactly. You wallet then, people with it. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Well, still garbage. Yeah, they could have done something with it, but no, nope, they chose not to. Maybe it was the editor. Maybe the edit. Maybe there was like a text after that said, "Sorry, this is all a joke. It's actually really good." And then they wanted to fit this graphic of the accent at the bottom, so they took it out. Well, it is. It is the one. It's the last one on the page. So it, it, I think that's probably what happened. You know that w- nice white blank spot beneath it? Yeah, that they're like, we need a nice blank spot for the aesthetics. Um, <laughs> yep, got to clear some text off. Yeah, look, that's. Poor flail. And I like it how it's got flails, scourges, and whips. So you've got... Oh, whips. Yeah, yeah whips. So when you oh, whip yeah. someone with your throwing weapon in, you can then whirl at them. If, you know, they survive just strength one hit, you can try and hit them with another one. Would have been cool if it was half fight value instead of lower to one. One minus your fight value. Something usable, like going down to one. Like the chance of winning the fight anyway and yeah. getting multiple hits is pretty Cause low because you're already down on attacks. useful when you're trapped and surrounded by models with higher fight. That's yes. not a winning position to be in. No, so the chance, you have, yes, exactly. So you have to win that combat. Yeah, there is an odd chance where it helps Maybe you out. Maybe if you had a shade, then you could whirl at people. Yeah, possibly. You wouldn't. Well, no, but you could. Anyway, I one of my favorite orcs has a has a flail on it, and he still gets turning up in the game. And one day he'll get a kill. I don't know how you feel, my my flailing. <laughs> you got a two handed flail, Uruk. It took him a while to get his uh, multi kill off the flail. <laughs> cool. It took him a long while. Next article, army all flails required a uh, Urukai shaman spear supporting you in the banner reroll for it to happen. But it happened. That was the main thing. Mm. Missile weapons. There's a couple of big changes to missile weapons. In particular, blowpipes have been standardized across all the armies. What? So there's no more three blowpipes? There's no, no longer three different types of blowpipes. Oh, cool. But that's not, you know, historically accurate. Quite clearly, the people in the <laughs> north had different blowpipes than the people in the south. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't matter anymore because they're all poisoned and they all are half speed and you can still shoot. So there's that. The, Ooh. Yeah. So Warriors can move and shoot now. Ooh. Yeah. Mahood as well. And Mahood. Yes. That's so, good. Yeah, that's, that's really good. cool. I'm going to go on the game store because I'm purchase a whole bunch more Mahudu blowpipes. Uh, throwing weapons this no cool longer one. suffer the minus one penalty when they move and shoot their throwing weapon in the movement phase. Still in the in the shooting phase, but in the movement phase, they do not suffer the minus one penalty to moving and shooting. I do have a question about this. I've been looking through. I can't find the rule where it says you can't throw multiple throwing weapons. So if I kill the first target, would that mean I could then throw a thrown weapon at the second target? You know what's interesting? Yes. Kylie and I have come across something very similar in a game that she played the other week mm-hmm. with Mahood Camel. Yes. The Camelry. Yes. We noticed that... Because that's a, just a straight up hit. It's much more likely to kill. Yeah. yeah. Similarly, that hit also does not say it only occurs once. Okay. So this is my thinking. Because yep. when charging with a thrown weapon, you get within an inch, you stop and throw the weapon. So if we have six guys in a row, your captain, you know, on foot, he can run up, he can hit all six if he rolls hot enough. But he could do that five, to a column. Oh, yeah, five. Well, yeah. let's say he starts right next to the first one. Sure. Um, so he probably hit five of them. Yep. But if that column was too wide, he could move up and just throw out that one, then move within an inch of the other one, throw it him. So he could hit a column too wide. But because he only has to get within an inch of them, he can hit a column five wide, five deep. He can hit 25 models with his throne spear. If he can hit and wound and hit and wound and hit and wound and hit if and wound. you can hit and wound. And That's if you a put lot him, of hit and wounding. Oh, yeah, but we're talking about just straight up Henry carrying this. Um, <laughs> if we put him on a horse, that's 10 inches deep, potentially more if you got a faster horse, five models wide. He can hit 50 models with his throwing spear. David. Honestly, I, I, when I first read this, I thought, oh, 
they've made throwing weapons better because and then Heroic combats and hits another fifty. I'm okay with it being able to to, to multi throw weapons because it's throwing weapons. You have more than one. I'm not. That's busted as. <laughs> well, it depends. Are we talking <laughs> the small like ninja knives that you carry like? Because you got to remember as well. Shurikens. Are we talking full? Spears? You got to remember as well. This okay, is only going to be really mm-hmm. useful on the kind of first couple of models you charge in with because then your own models are going to be in combat and you don't want to risk hitting your own guys. Plus, it makes Hasharin like crazy cool because you imagine like. Ashen running into combat yeah. and throwing a couple of throwing knives. Or if you get knives. that fellow who re-rolls his throwing weapons, yeah. the magic elf guy. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I don't mind it. Yeah, no, that I, I can see this. As someone who's not biased at all and also owns a Grim Hammer army, I'm okay with it. <laughs> so we've got three <laughs> votes okay. in favour. Matt? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, no, this is clearly a popularity contest. I don't like it. I no. don't I don't think you can throw multiple weapons. I think three it's going to be FAQ'd. Check. Three Check. in favour, one against... Motion carried. I think it's going to be multiple weapons. I don't think you can impale more than once, but I could be wrong on that one. I don't know. Interestingly, uh, it has it's clearly been copy pasted. There's a section in the throwing weapons and also in the impaler that's been copy pasted, and it says the or it's may complete its move in any way the controlling player wishes, stopping straight away, charging another target, or anything in between. That particular bit has been copy-pasted between the two, one way or the other. So, uh, I don't know whether maybe they didn't think that to clarify on that, but it seems really unlikely. I I feel like if you could throw multiple throwing weapons in the move phase, it would say that somewhere. That seems like one of those ones where... And then you can throw one in the shoot phase, and then when people heroic combat you, you can heroic combat combat off them and throw even more of them. It could also be the point, because I've played against people, they're like, why do you take throwing weapons? They're just not worth it. So somebody said, hey, let's make throwing weapons more powerful. It's also possible. Is there anything in the shooting phase that says you may only shoot one ranged weapon a turn? Uh, In the shooting phase, yes. You've got to choose which of your ranged weapons. So if you've got multiple, but that... I will double check, but I'm fairly sure that's specified in the shooting phase. I think it's I think it's probably just written not in the way that it was intended to. I think it was you can complete your charge um, and just not throw another weapon. Yep. As a normal model Simple. rather than as a throwing weapon model. Yep. Like, it, it gets a little bit ludicrous. So put it situation. on the list of things to players pack. I think it's going to be players pack thing, quite frankly. We, we should be writing these down. Anyway. We, it's, it's on recording. It, doesn't it need is. We don't need to write it down. You're right. So there is one more thing uh, in missile weapons, and that is the Urukai bows, Kylie. Yes, my favorite one. Urukai bows now have a range of 18 inches and strength three. Check that. Strength one, two, three. That strength three, they're as good as dwarf bows. This is amazing. They somehow managed what? to learn the craftsmanship of the dwarves down in the dungeons of Isengard. I am so dungeons happy about probably this. probably don't make the bows in the dungeons. Either way, they are now actually worthy of taking with bows, the Urukai scouts. Urukai scouts are so good. They were ta- they're worth taking before. Worthy. Worthy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Important. Now even more worth taking. <laughs> no, 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 no. I agree with both those statements. Yes, yes. No, that's that's really good as well because it, it is a real shame when people put together those armies and then don't take the bowmen. So I like it. You buy a box, you get to use all the models. They're all legitimately good. I th- I think that's something they've definitely addressed. Yeah. Like a lot of the models where you just like, man, I don't want to take that. Now you're like. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. I buy a yeah. box of 24 models. All 24 are going in my army instead of yeah. I'll take eight of them and the rest can just go away. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll mm. convert them to something else. Or I'll whatever. convert them all yeah. to spear shield, yes. Yeah, exactly. What do we have next? We've got banners. banners. Yeah. Now, uh, rehash to an old edition of the rules. Banners are only effective 
whilst they remain standing. Yep, yep. So as soon as you're not prone, you lose your banner effect. Which is probably ed- editing as well. Probably just took it. No, I think this was deliberate, yeah. putting it back. This no, that's what I mean. I think yeah, it's, it's yeah. probably just lost because of that. It feels like something yeah. that... Same situation it. as the spear. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Interestingly, though, if a hero that provides a banner effect is not prone, you don't lose the banner effect because those ones are worded in such a way where it says, if a model's within six inches of X, then they count as being in range of a banner. Yeah, but not actually a banner. Yeah. Like they're not actually a banner. Yeah. yeah. Which yep. is also an important distinction for scenarios such as the banner one. <laughs> and the other. And, or the, and the other one. banner one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also got a little section just with some keywords there. A warrior model carrying a banner who is slain may pass it on to a friendly warrior model, not to a hero model who is in base contact. Not prone, not engaged. Interestingly, the banner of Arwen Evenstar, the banner of white banner of Minas Tirith, and the royal standard of Rohan cannot be passed on to a friendly warrior model. Correct. Yeah. So named banners, essentially, I don't think ever can be passed. Yeah. If the yep. hero dies with it, it's gone. It's gone. That, does anyone else find that weird? A little, a little bit, yes. But also, very. Okay, good. I can understand it. They're like even more valuable. Yeah. Surely you would go to even more. Effort. I would. I would. I would have loved it to be. You can pass them on, but they only become a normal banner. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's just. It's just kind of weird that Boromir is carrying this amazing banner. He somehow gets slain by a troll chieftain or the Witch King, and then a warrior minus Tirith who was spear spotting goes. No, I can't touch that banner. No, it's too again, it's he's too like, important. I am not worthy. It's too valuable yeah. to be picked up, even though there's a troll right about to step on it. On the flip side, if you just saw Boromir get slain, are you really going to stick around to grab the banner? I think you're legging it at that point. You're done. That, that would case, be a really cool rule. Maybe if you could Boromir only pass dies, it to, to heroes. Yeah. Sorry, let's say maybe that again, Maybe if you David. could only pass the hero banners to other heroes because they're part of the elite Sure, I, that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if or gambling goes down, down, you can see Hummer grabbing it. You know, yeah. They're pretty much the yeah. same person. So. Or Erkenbrand. Erkenbrand would definitely grab it. No, doesn't one have March and one have something different? Can Gambling pick They've up Boromir's banner? Sworn protector now. No. no. On the plus side, Gambling doesn't have a minus one to carrying the banner. Oh, no, 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 no. Sworn no, Protector's no. the main one, though. Well, let's yeah. save yeah. that for the Rohan protector. chat, because that's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to that episode in about 17 uh, weeks. Elven Cloaks now confer the Stork Unseen special rule. And jumping forward a little bit, Stork Unseen means that um, you cannot hide behind friendly models. They only work if you have terrain feature between you and the person who's trying to target. So you can only meld into massive. terrain features. Instead That's massive. Of, yeah. It means you can't hide behind siege ladders or equipment or anything like that. Correct. You've got to physically find some terrain to yep. get behind. So yes. Elven Cloaks are like. definitely like not that. worth the five points they used to cost. To be fair, Elven Cloaks are vastly cheaper now. They're like five points on pretty much every other model. Or they're like Wood Elves and they actually come with Elven Cloaks now. For yep. an extra point, yes. Yeah. Yep. So yep. yeah, yeah, they they were they've been nerfed, but also much cheaper, and lots of people just get them now. Yeah, so you're probably affordable. not going to take them to Articorn, is that right? Uh, it depends what I'm. Dude, I'm take. tempted to. I just wanted to be trying to find the terrain. Army. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I this occasionally there's a little fence somewhere. You oh, okay, that's fine. No, 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 you no, can pile good. all your army behind the fence. <laughs> And the, the enemy looks army. at it, and it's like, hmm, the art of not being seen. I wonder it, which piece of terrain they're hiding behind. This makes so much sense. Do you remember, like, the old, what was it, have a line of stalkers behind a mortar troll sort of conga line and things yep. like that, where it was or silliness? Or what you could do Woes is you is could behind put, men of Rohan. No, there'd be one tree, so you'd put one stalker behind the tree. And you can fit two stalkers behind one stalker. Yes. Because he covers half of them. And then you can fit three stalkers behind the two yeah, stalkers. Yeah, you see, you had the pyramid behind a tree. <laughs> yeah. And you have them all hiding behind the model, hiding behind the model, hiding <laughs> behind the tree. It's like, yep, no one can see us. We're perfectly stealthy. Next one is the war drum. So, war drum is exactly like calling a heroic march now. So, you add five inches to cab and fly and three inches to infantry. And it's within 12 of the drum, where before it was just add 
Within X12, that's nice. Yeah. But you can stack them, can't you? Yeah, you can stack drums yeah. and marches. As so it stands at the moment, yes. yes. So, so I could I could buy an Urukai captain, put an Urukai drummer in his war band, and have heroic march and a drum fly, at the same time. Fly yep. the 12 inches across the table. Yep. Right fly. Yeah. Get Urukai captain, grab Malher, make them all marauders. Okay, I'll do go that. Even Hello, 14 further. inch move in mm, a single nice. turn. I am in your face. Deal with it. Unfortunately, the drummer wouldn't Prize get the eight inch movement. Uh, Warhorns, exactly the same. A uh, few more points, though. But The one ring kind of just got a bit standardized. It hasn't really changed much um, from the old edition, but they have put a, uh, made a little chart called the My Precious kind of table where it tells you which or- order models come with the ring. So if there's a Dark Lord Sauron and there's a Frodo Baggins on the table, Sauron has one ring, Frodo doesn't get it. What I very much like about this chart is they actually specify at the bottom what you do if, say, Isildur fights Isildur. Because <laughs> yeah. so many times you'd see this chart and it would go, only one model can have the ring, and then it wouldn't tell you what to do when Gollum fights Gollum. It's like, <laughs> there's no point having a chart if you don't specify what to do if they're both there. So, good move on the rules writers. Yeah. And, and if you do have two models that have the one ring on the same, on the chart, you fight it out to yeah. decide who's got the ring, who's and then you the play the game one. again once you know who's got the ring. Interesting about optional. this, about... Um, because we know that a Sildor can't have the ring if a Lindell's around. Does that stuff up? Is, can I put him on the board and then Frodo doesn't get the ring? If you take a Sildor and Frodo in the same army... No, no, no. Doesn't a Sildor have the option of the ring? Yes, so you yes. just so choose not to buy it for you're playing a Sildor against a Shire army, Sildor will have the ring. Unless he's got a Lindell in his army list? Unless he's got a Lindell in his army list, in which point no one has the ring. No, but Isildur doesn't have the ring because you didn't buy it for him. Isn't it an option? Right, so then Frodo would get the ring. There's a lot of time traveling going on here. David, look up that Isildur before we do that. Isildur, 120 points. Options, horse, 10 points. Shield, 5 points. The ring, free. Okay, gotcha. It is an option. You can choose not to take the ring. This is well done. Oh my God, we can't poke any holes in this. I know. Well, well, maybe some. Not a lot. They've even cleaned up the uh, charging the ring bearer with the courage tests. Models that automatically pass courage tests still have to take it because it's not about how terrifying yeah, the ring so is. Yeah, that's so good. That is so good. Yeah, it's about whether yeah, they can see him Yeah, but Samwise the Strong. Of course he's terrifying. I like that. I would have liked it better if, if instead of if it was a courage test, it was a fight value check. So roll two dice, add your fight value. If it's equals 10 or more, then you can charge. What about fearless models? Do they still have no. to do it? You've got to no. test now. They have to test. They have to test. Yep. That's yes. good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. So my troll brute can't just go smashing around ring bearers because... Correct. Yep. There was one small change to shields. If you have a hand and a half weapon and you go two-handed, you can actually go two-handed with a hand and a half weapon and a two-handed weapon. It's just if you lose the combat, you will not take the defense bonus for the shield. Yes, you don't get your defense bonus. Now, I've got a question about this, Kylie, and I, this yeah. is actually from a listener. So the listener proposed that they wanted to take, well, asked if they could take Minister of Warriors with shield, spear, and bow, which are their options. So I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, they have the shield wall rule. Do they get the shield wall rule if they've got a bow as well? Yes. Because so the shield be... wall rule is not... Yes, it's still you still yeah, get it. It's not a part of having a shield. Yep. So they would be defense six. If they have their shield wall activated, yeah. Yes. So long as they have a shield, yep. they will get shield wall. And are in so, contact with two other shield wall models yeah. with shields, yes. So shield wall, you have to have a shield. That's the that's the thing, is it? Have to have a shield. You have and to be have on a shield, foot. and you have to be on foot, and you have to be in base contact with other models so with there a shield. So there is a legitimate reason to give a bow armed model a shield, correct? And a shield wall because it maintains yeah. a shield wall on other models, but also yourself, correct? That's very interesting and kind of cool. Yes, I actually answered that quick, correctly on the message as well. Hooray for Jeremy! Three yeah, it's for just... Jeremy. <laughs> that was very nice, of you, Kylie. Thank you. That's now my highlight of the episode. Three whole claps. 
Well, listeners, congratulations for getting this far in the episode. There is so much still to talk about in this book. I, I think that, to be fair on the people who like to listen to this sort of episode, we want to do it as complete as possible. So we are going to split this up into two episodes. Yeah, our, our intention had been to do all this in one go. But we, how long are we pushing now, Jeremy? Oh, it's going to be an almost three-hour episode. It's going to be another long Which one. Which page so, are we up to? Ooh, I don't think <laughs> we're even halfway through. We're up are to we? magical powers. So what's but I think so. I think that's fair. So we're gonna we're actually going to cover the rest of the book, the changes that we've noticed, and 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 other things going on. But we'll do it at a later date. So we'll split it up into two. We hope we've got some use out of this episode. I I definitely have. I learned a lot from it because I haven't had the same chance that the others have to go through things. And you can see we're still discussing things. I feel like it's going to be quite an adventure for the next like few months just to get our head around the new rules. I found lately Speaking that the few, yeah the few oh yeah okay Kyle all hey, right hey I've already, already had got a grasp at least it. half a dozen games of the new format. The, the few games that I've played, I've noticed Probably I'm picking more. up the rule book every like every five minutes to check something so it's going to be like that for a while i think yep and look kyle you still have discussions with people because someone's going to say like me it's going to say what no that has been a bane at the moment is no that's not right and you go and you open up the page you go look at this i've actually got 17 bookmarks in my book each of them has your name on it jeremy and i just got three thank you very much i've only cut out two extra pieces of. you'll need more soon remember to get (laughs) yeah Get your hands on your How to Make Citadel Bookmark supplement. No, I just have ribbon from work that I cut out to the same length as the original bookmark so that I can put them in the book. It's what I did with my battle companies. Why is everyone looking at me weird for making extra bookmarks? That is now my favorite part of the episode. That is a genius idea, Kylie. Positioning, tempo, resources, and, and bookmarks. bookmarks. Win it's games. Good. It's good. I like it. Sometimes I wonder if I should just come onto this cast and just not say anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. Those bookmarks are so good. I am. Let's just say knowledge wins games. That'll do it. That's so good. Because my scenario I, ones, I need other bookmarks. I'm definitely do I, doing that. Do I mention that they're color coded as well? No, you didn't. That's really. Can you. Can you? Can we talk off air, Kylie? I might get you to help me make some. That sounds really good. It's ribbon. It's not hard. Do you sew it in or do you just glue it in? No, you just tie it to the end up here. Okay. The, the very top of the bookmark. I can you tie. Just tie it up. I didn't spend like more. three years in scouts and not know how to tie a bookmark. I'm good. Do you use a clove hitch for that? I probably would. No, because it, it, <laughs> cha- when it changes no, a angle, it loses it. clove hitch would just slide it. off the other yeah, one. You'd have yeah. to tie it, the other you one. Tie it to back it. in on itself. Yeah. I would do yeah. a truckies hitch. If you needed to tighten it in a hurry, yeah. The other option useful. is you get thicker ribbon. You don't cut the, the same length of the book. You just cut it halfway yep. down so that it sticks out the top of the book. Mm. So you know I'm cutting all this out, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is gone. You cut this out. I'm cutting all of this. No, you better not cut this out. Uh, we'll see. We'll or see I what happens. I will cut you with my ribbon. I do tend to not cut things, but we'll see what happens. I feel like a ribbon cutting episode would actually make a really good episode. Yeah, for sure. For for the first 30 seconds. Ribbon has yeah. very many uses. We'll have, we'll have it. just tying up hair. Um, Kyle, hold this idea. I actually like this idea. I think we should do like a, a really off the, the charts, like hobby to help your game sort of episode. Yeah. Oh, I'd be all over okay. that. My official yeah. tackle oh, box. Like your tackle My, box, all this sort yeah. of stuff. I do like that. Yeah. 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 That's Miscellaneous sort of hobby. And, and, and priority does, tokens. Priority Kylie tokens. does have some yeah. stuff and, that she and uses then, that and, and helps. And the turn yeah. counter things. And I have heaps. I've got a whole like box yeah. of it. Yeah. Let's do that at some point. But okay. for now, for now, thanks for listening and Trap Swing Games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, 
New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.